Blog Talk Radio. Oh, I say it, I say it again. You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us spread. Run them up. This is what he does. You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio, Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Welcome, everybody, one more time to Culture Freedom Radio Network. Most definitely up in this house again, up in this house again. Oh, yes, sir. This is March the 9th, 2023, man. I'm telling y'all, the third month of the year already man already yes sir indeed hey man we're delighted to be in this house with you one more time right here for culture freedom radio network as always it's a pleasure a pleasure to be in the house with you again to have another topic of discussion and sit down the conversation with you tonight and try to bring something that's always can be thought-provoking at least we hope so anyway, <laughs> and to try to help uplift and also, as we try to say here at Culture Freedom Radio, our motto, come to free the minds of a people. Yes, indeed. So, yes, sir, indeed, we thank you. Um, always tune in for the show. We thank every last one of you for listening in. If you share the show, we sure enough greatly do appreciate you for sharing the show as well. Yes, sir, brothers and sisters, we're in the house tonight with another, well, we don't have an actual topic tonight. We just want to have a sit-down discussion about various things. So tonight, we did have this show entitled, Let's Talk About It. Oh, yes, let's talk about it. So tonight, we're just going to be going into various things tonight right here on Culture Freedom Radio Network. And before we do that, I got to give just a little snippet of some music. Y'all know we got to have me a little some some so I can get started. Just going to have a little something to get us started how about this one man i don't know which from i'm I'm feeling a little temptations i'm feeling a little i think i do a little temptation because you know this world is in a ball of confusion let's get this snippet y'all so we can get started right here tonight Connected with us through the various social media sites, 
Hey, come and check us out right there on Facebook. Yeah, Culture Freedom Radio Network is right there on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, come and check us out on Twitter as well. The little Tweety Bird site, that's what I like to call it. Twitter, uh, Twitter, y'all, you know what? Tweet, tweet, tweet. Come and tweet with us right there on Twitter with Culture Freedom Radio Network. Oh, man, we show enough in the house, in the house. In the house. Culture Freedom Radio. Come and link with us. Link up with us. Oh, man, I can't get my words together. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Come and link up with us right there on all the social media. Yeah, boy. Let's get this show rolling, y'all. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about it, y'all. Let's get that and talk about it. Hey, before we, just, before we talk about it, hey, we got to give it our black history facts up in here, man. Let's bring Brother Justice in the house so we can get our black history facts moment. Peace, Brother Justice. Do your thing. It is now time for Black History Moment. On this date, or close to, in 1896, the Plessy versus Ferguson decision legalizes separate but equal public facilities for blacks and whites. In 1913, Harriet Tubman, a.k.a. Black Moses, the leader of the Underground Railroad, died. In 1876, after three years of controversy, the U.S. Senate refused to seat PBS Pinchback elected as Louisiana senator in 1873. In 1919, Nora Douglas Holt and other black Chicago musicians formed the Chicago Musical Association. In 1845, women's rights activist Haley Quinn Brown is born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In 1948, Dr. Reginald Weir of New York City wins his first match in the USLTA Tennis Championship Tournament. In 1791, Benjamin Banneker and Pierre-Charles Leifont are commissioned by, to plan and develop Washington, D.C. In 1773, Jean-Baptiste Point du Figbal founds the city of Chicago. Finally, in 1933, composer, musician, and producer Quincy Delight Jones is born. And that was a Black History Moment on Culture Freedom Radio. Yes, sir, indeed. How you doing, Brother Joseph? How are you doing this, on this wonderful night, brother? How are you doing? Doing okay, good brother. Glad to be with you. Shout out to everybody that's been part of culture freedom over the years that I've been part of it. Shout out to everybody out there. And, you know, y'all can chime in. I think Ariad could put the number out there and maybe y'all can call in and talk to us. Yes, sir. I'm glad you said that. Look at this. You see, you right on time. So you need, you, you, you need to be a culture freedom engineer yourself. Cause that's, <laughs> cause you already know how you keep it in line. But yes, sir. Hey, brother's right. Y'all want to call in brother and, and sisters and brothers. Y'all want to call in and conversate. Y'all want to have some comments, y'all thoughts about anything that's happening in the nation around the world. Hey, you can call in right now. We have the guest call in number as area code five, six, three That's nine, nine, nine. 3081. One more time, area code is 563-999-3081. We would greatly like to hear from you. Yes, sir. This is this is just not for uh, Brother Justice and myself 
before we can talk. We would like to hear from you and get some feedback from you on some of the things that we say. Uh, y'all, uh, Brother Justice Crime Bill, we would like to hear from y'all about Justice Crime Bill. <laughs> Just mess <went> with it. <laughs> I still got to throw that one out there, man. I still got to throw that one out there. And uh, I got to tell you about that one, too, Justice. I was mentioning somebody about that. And um, that's a good way to come in here with that, too. Um, have you seen the thing that was going on with our young brother, uh, NBA uh, new superstar, as they would say, brother John Moran? You've been seeing that little situation with going on with brother John Moran. I have heard of what's going on, and I watched uh, what he did that he posted on Instagram, and that got him in big trouble. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and yeah, and, and and see that thing has been leading up to a lot of things. The you know what well, we had that con- that 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 uh, what kind of last two shows that we had, and we was discussing uh, some topics that was going on, like the crime bill and all of these teenagers and what they're doing. Um, or I'll brush them out of your kind of choppy. Yeah, is, is it choppy on your you end? You sound too, great. You sound fine, man. You sound great. Okay, because I, I, I do have this thing. The last time I listened to you, the repeat, I, I kind of chopped up a little bit in the beginning. Then it kind of it kind of came out, yeah, because I don't know what it is with this stuff. All right, yeah. Uh, peace to my good brother. Peace to my brother. Uh, man, let me see here. I got to give a shout-out to my good brother, too. Uh, man, let me see. I got to find my brother's name. Yeah, um, but I got to even say how to pronounce your name, brother. I'm gonna go call you, see your name on here, brother Omar. I'm gonna say, brother Omar. I hope that you could allow me to say that. I gotta get these names pronounced. Y'all ain't not good in the English language myself. Uh, so peace out, big brother. Man. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a good brother out of uh, Oakland, Oak Town, Oak Town three five seven. Man, peace to you, brother. Been listening, like you said, brother Justice. Brother been um, supporting and listening to Culture Freedom since, as, as a brother says, since two thousand and eighteen as well. Man, y'all, I'm telling y'all, man, damn, y'all. I've been listening for a while. I greatly do, like I said, greatly do appreciate, man. And like I said, it kind of warms the old heart there. Uh, yeah, but if we do get to uh, chopping up, man, let me know. And I just switch to my um, my other phone because uh, I do have that on this bag up. But I'm trying to monitor myself. Oh, too, perfect, not- perfect right now. Okay, yeah, because I'm trying to monitor myself. Uh, let me go here. But yeah, but John Morant, um, good brother. Like I said, if we talk about a lot, we was talking about the other thing, influence. And I think that John Morant, young brother, you know, he's been having getting a lot of incidents. There's been several incidents and several things had they're saying has been related to uh, a gun. Now, they never really found a gun on him in certain certain cases that that, that came about in or allegations. Uh, just one, for instance, um, they said he got into it with a uh, well, that was a teenager, I think about 17, who was actually supposed to have been suing him, John Moran, him and somebody else, one of his um, friends or companions suing him, say he assaulted him. But, you know, the district attorney said they didn't find enough evidence to try to charge John Moran on that one. So and then as another incident, um, I guess one of his little homeboys um, supposed to had uh, something dealing with the Indiana Pacers. And supposed to had, I think he got into it with him in the stadium, had a couple of words with some people, uh, players in the stadium, not John Moran, but one of his homies. And then after the game, they're trying to say that they seen him pointing a, some, a laser light at the Indiana, Indiana Pacers bus. 
And so, but then he ended up, you know, telling that guy he he was not supposed, he can't come to any more games for the rest of the year. And and they said there was a thing, there's a mall that's here called the Wolf Chase. They said his mother had got into an incident at the Wolf Chase and she called John Moran. And man, I'm just, it's just been a lot of things that he has been getting in some incidents that's, um, that's going to mess the young brother's career up. And my thing I'm saying is that as we talk about like who you hang out with, his influence. And and I'm going to say it, y'all. And I was talking about some of my other coworkers here the other day. You know, we all in Memphis. I was like, you know what they probably going to be saying, man? Y'all don't came to Memphis and them young Memphis dudes don't turn y'all out. They're going to corrupt the hell out of them. And I would say that, yes. I would say yes because I'm going to tell you, the company he's keeping, the people he's hanging out with like Yo Gotti, He's hanging out with a dude, Yo Gotti's artist, Moneybag Yo. And y'all seen just in New York, y'all seen what's happening with one of his young sister who signed under uh, Yo Gotti at a concert. Uh, the young sister named Call Herself Gorilla. Now, why in the hell would a sister want to call herself Gorilla? But you know, this that's what they do. Uh, and they had a stampede at one of her concerts. So far, I've seen that three people were... Uh, have died from that incident, that stampede incident at a concert that they were at. Uh, but that is the likes of the people who he's hanging out with. And John Morant is, uh, and people have been trying to just, and that's been coming out lately since this last incident with him in an Instagram thing. They're trying to tell him, hey, man, you better watch the company you're keeping. Hang out with better company. But at the same time, too, I want to throw out some justice. But you know how we were talking about parents, two-parent household. And you know what I was saying? And let me say for the record, y'all, before I get into this again, I'm not advocating that it's okay to have a single parent household. Y'all understand that. I'm not saying, but here's just the part I'm saying. I'm saying, yes, it would be great. But what I'm saying is, as sometimes we say that and talk about that, is what if, what if you got two parents in the household and, then ha- and they're not a man, as they say, in a household. We just put that a man in the household. But he ain't teaching a child a damn thing. And in this instance, I'm going to talk about John Morant's father. If you look at John Morant's father, hell, he acted as wild as hell. He act wild as some of these damn, as we say, some of these teenagers. He wild as hell as damn still. So we can understand why Ja, somewhat, is acting like he do. He act like Ja, like they homeboys instead of father and son. They like they homeboys. They kicking partners. I remember when John Morant turned 21, I seen a video on YouTube. Uh, he, he, you know, they started, they was drinking, sitting at, I guess, the John Morant home and drinking and all of that stuff. But we see the way John has been raised a bit, coming in a two-parent household. Now, his father don't seem to be teaching him. He's not, all of this trouble John's getting in and seem to be, you would think his father would be trying to tell, hey, man, you need to chill, bro. You need to chill out. You need to calm down, nah. But hell, he wild as hell. So we don't see no great inspiration. Uh, uh, or in wisdom, what he would be given telling his son to chill, chill out. Now, maybe this incident, uh, by him being set down in on an investigation. Now, they did say the other day that they were not, or yesterday, they were, uh, Colorado was looking into investigating to see that he committed any kind of crime. Uh, and they found yesterday they, had, they have, have not found anything to try to charge them with a crime. And that's good. Um, but yeah, he 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 just need some positive influence, some people to be around him. And you know, in the NBA or anything in the in the industry, they have like image consultants, and and that's he needs somebody to console him, man, to try to tell him, bro, 
Look what you at. You're at eight right now, bro. You got a, a a shoe deal with Nike. You just got that, and you got all of these young children looking at you now, you know, and, and as they about say idolizing you, brother. You got to chill, bro. You can't be doing all that ignorant shit, man, that you're doing, bro. That's not a good look. All this pointing guns, because you're not no goddamn gangster, Ja. I've seen Ja personally at a, at a store one day. You know, he was hanging out with a couple of the young dudes then when I saw him. But he don't – now, I'm just saying how Paul's appearance, you know, appearance is deceiving, too. But he don't seem to be that guy, that old gangster-type-ass dude, like, you know, he's trying to imitate and put out to be. But if he keep on acting in a, such a manner he's going to do, and like they were saying here in the Memphis Commercial Appeal, and they was even saying, Ja ain't like that. They was even saying that these are editorials and uh, uh, people was writing, Ja acting, trying to act out um, and portray something he's not. These are editorials of people in the newspapers saying this. And everybody's saying that you know, the Memphis Grizzlies, they kept, you know, kind of like kind of brushing under. A lot of times he's been getting in trouble. They've been kind of brushing over it, brushing over it. But this time they have to just they had to do something. They can't keep allowing him uh, to keep doing this stuff that he's doing. And if he keep on, man, his, these people well, he's gonna hang out with your God and all these people when he get his career messed up and get thrown out the goddamn NBA or something or catch a charge and get messed up. They ass is on to the next spot. They still gonna be doing what they doing. Jaw gonna be messed up because he he, he bought a house, you know. Um, he lived right next door to his parents. He bought them a home, and he bought a house next to them. And he's basically the breadwinner for his family, and he got a nice little, you know, man, this little granddaughter, man. He have her at the gang dancing. You don't want to throw that or mess that up, Ja. You're taking care of your child, your own. You, you're raising your daughter. Don't let these damn people be a bad influence to you, bro. You, you Stop all that gangster shit, man. You know, a lot of children in, in there, they, they, and people, as adults, wish they can be in the shoes you, you, that you have, brother, as far as the wealth and things that you have and the opportunities you have. And you about to throw it away trying to portray a goddamn thugged-out damn image that ain't worth a damn. So I, I, I pray to this brother, man, somebody get next to this brother and uh, give him some insight. I hope this thing, this, this situation that, is, that occurred, I hope that was a, a wake-up call to the brother. If not, these people ain't going to play with his ass next time. They're going to drop all the damn contracts. Because you know how like them industries, I'm putting money behind you. You can't be the face of this company and whatnot, and you acting foolishness like that. They're going to drop his little ass. He keep on. <laughs> he keep on. But, yeah, that's this devil in there, brother. And there's some other things I can get into. I just, just throw that out there. You got something you want to throw in, brother? Well, yeah, I mean, I could add to it because, like you said, that Memphis, that the whole atmosphere that, you know, is that thug music and the thug lifestyle, and then he seems to have embraced it, hanging out with the people he is. And so for him to put that gun up, which was a small gun, and to be, like, holding it over his head or whatever, next to his face or whatever it was, it, it, it seemed real small in comparison to, you know, like having a big a big gun. Yes, sir. Cause I wasn't sure what that was at first. I was like, is that part of his <laughs> jewelry? Because his hands is big, and that little gun he had, it looked like it was, it was dangling a little, 
maybe a little girl, a girl gun or a lady gun or something, you know, something real small. And I didn't see no real big deal about that to me. Mm -hmm. But just because I guess it was a real gun and that this thing came out that he could have probably said that wasn't a real gun. He could have said, oh, I was was just playing around. I was just a toy or, you know, he could have. He could have said something different, if possible, because being though it was so small, in my just in my own opinion of how I looked at that thing, like, what? What is that? What? Is that? Can that really hurt somebody? No, I mean, I'm just playing with that, but you know, uh, but for him to, to to be portraying an image of a gangster or somebody in the NBA who's embracing this lifestyle or this violent uh, mentality or this 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 kind of young-minded way of thinking, how people are thinking on the level of this rap music, that he could be possibly caught up in that, and he may need to be traded from that team to a team somewhere where none of that type of thing is going on. Oh, don't do that, Jeff. Don't trade him. Don't trade him. Don't trade him. Nope, nope. I've been asking for somebody like him in Melbourne to play. Nah, I just been through. Nah. I, I, I understand, bro, but, you know, I'm not trying to trade your brother there. I, I like I like to see him over there, too. Hell, I quit but my job. It doesn't matter. He, he, he's had several incidents, like you said, right, where, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost gotten down to something that went off or his mother calling and, asked, you know, for his assistance and stuff like that, which he don't need to be called in anything, and she need to stop, you know, calling him for something she's getting involved in because he's the one who is the um, one making sure everybody's going to be, yeah. Excuse me, brother. I I got to step off. I got to to package this. All right, Fag, go ahead and keep on going, brother. I got a package I got to go get. Go ahead, brother. All right. All right. So what I would say more about John Morant, the basketball player, that his on the court activity is 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 awesome. So his kind of to the notion of grabbing a hold to toting a gun and being tattered all up and having this kind of look is really what you can see that probably is what brings him to that wanting to embrace maybe posting that he's holding a gun or he has a gun in case somebody want to do something to him that they better not because he got a little gun. <laughs> See how small it was, a little gun. So he's kind of putting a target on his back by saying, okay, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Everybody yeah, coming on here. Everybody, you know how they just – in everybody's business. So he's posting this gun and all this stuff and looking tough or acting bad or whatever it is he's trying to do. And then people who are his haters that he's going to be getting, the more he does stuff like that, it's going to be people who want to challenge him. They're going to first say, look at that little-ass gun. What are you trying? What are you going to do when I come in the door with this, this, you know, whatever they got? So when you do that, you kind of put a target on your back. So what, like you were saying, Ariya, 
what needs to be done is for him to have a consultant or somebody like another athlete who's totally not into that world, who totally don't have that mindset, who totally don't think like that but is a great person and doing everything for their family just in the same way. Then I would look over there to my aunt, or Milwaukee, that guy with that long name on the back of his jersey, won the NBA championship, big tall yeah. brother, you know what I'm talking about. It, 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 they should set, they should send uh, John Morant over there to hang out with the brother over there that's the Milwaukee champion who is this great brother who is totally not into any type of dumb stuff and he's totally humble, he's totally respectful, he's totally, you know, just a great dude. And he he not into any of that type of nonsense. So they should, like, okay, let him go and hang out with him and see how life is that you don't even have to think about guns and all this stuff. Like, you can be thinking about other things in your life or what you can do for charities and how you can help people, how you can how you can feed and clothe people or, you know, just go and be a, a positive example for young people. Or, you know, you go around to schools or just wherever you are, just being a, a good role model, a positive role model for people that you're not portraying that you are a thug or you're trying to be some type of a gangster in the street or you want to be tough, you know, in this kind of way where people are going to look at you like, okay, yeah, he cool because – he hang out with, uh, what's that guy name you said? Uh, yo, Gotti, Moneybag, yo. Yeah, he hanging out with these guys. So those people who know them and listen to their music and listen to music, like their music, he want to be embraced by those type of people. When he can be embraced by a greater amount of people in the world, by just being good and kind and being a, showing a positive image of a black man that is not into that type of stuff that you're into about, you know, showing love and showing kindness and care and sharing your, you know, your prosperity the way you can, you know, and to make a difference in people's life that you can. So that's the type of thing that you should do. Like back in the day with other great basketball players that had these kind of positive images. Tim Duncan, for one, and um, his teammate, the the other big giant uh, brother, who's, uh, you know, an admiral in the Navy and all this stuff. Uh, I can see their names. Be, I'll be forgetting names, too, a lot. But other people that, you know, that just have good images of themselves and good images uh, that you can role model yourself after, that you don't got to get caught up in tattooing your whole body up and trying to get some kind of shine on on your tats or how you look or what everything is, or how you're trying to, because it's really, you know, that's an image. That's that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to, you see how John Morant is all tattered all up and everything. And, and a lot of NBA players are, even LeBron James and them. Everybody's tattered all up. But then you see other players who aren't, who don't have any tattoos and uh, you can see, you know, they 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 they're not embracing this gangster lifestyle and stuff. So that's all I really want to say about that. Like he 
he's a great player. I hate to see him blow his career. And maybe the best thing for him to do would be to take a trade, go somewhere like Toronto where hardly he's going to see any, you know, type of stupid stuff going on, or, you know, have any influences by anything negative, even though that's another country. But it's still the NBA uh, or, you know, go way over to uh, the West Coast or, you know, like maybe uh, Utah. I'm just saying to put him way away from, from you know, the, the, the streets and stuff in that type of world where he can still make his money and bring a championship to his city where he's playing for. I, I would love for it to be Memphis, Memphis, but Memphis may be uh, a bad thing for him because he might not be able to get around that being so he's so young. and You know, people are going to be talking to him. They're going to say, oh, you know, Jai, you, I know a hundred people probably talked to him already, and they probably told him everything we're saying, and they said a whole lot more. But it's going to be up to him to want to say, okay, I'm going to grow up. Because you were talking about one in the two-parent family and for him to come from a two-parent family and that he's having these type of incidents that happen to him or that's going on, that doesn't make uh, having two parents um, something like a thing that if he didn't have those two parents, he wouldn't have reached the level of, level of success that he has. It's a lot of times when your son grow up, you couldn't wait for your son to grow up so you can go to the bar and drink a beer with him. You couldn't wait for your son to grow up where you could go and do things that a father and son do as adults versus what you could have done when your son is, he's just still 16. So now you can sneak off into the, uh, you know, the strip club, say, look, son, let me show you, or, you know, hey, let's go on the strip. Even though you're married, you a man. You just might, he just might do something like this to show his son or just to spend time with his son in a man way. Yeah. And do man things, so you know a, a fatherly son thing. There's still a father and son thing, but you now he's a grown man now. He's not a little boy, so he have to make his decisions. He That's can't true. let his father make his decisions. He's grown. His father brought him up to the point where okay, you a grown man. You and them, you bought us a house. You they his father know all that stuff. He's, he, he, you know, his son, he taught his son well and that this music is contaminant and all this stuff and the influences around him. And so, yeah, he's still got to stray his son the best way he can while he's an adult too. But his son is, is a grown man now and that Kobe Bryant wouldn't hardly listen to his parents once he became an adult. He wouldn't listen to him. Yes, sir. And yeah, Go we do got we got do the, uh, the brother uh, another brother want to call. I mean, he called on he on the line. Uh, brother Nas, he want to speak about the situation too. Yeah, All peace, right. brother Nas. Peace to your brother. Yo. Yeah, peace to you, brother. You on? You on? Peace, you brother Nas. Come on in. Peace, How you feel? Peace, peace. What's on your mind? I'm good, man. You good? How y'all doing? Uh, doing you good, doing brother. Doing fine. Yes, sir. Go mm-hmm. ahead, brother. Yeah. About job. yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm glad you're talking about this because there's a lot of interesting stuff on this that I, I don't think has been hit uh, as far as, you know, everybody who's been covering it. 
the biggest thing that stands out to me that's kind of overlooked is mm-hmm. the fame aspect. Because yes, we're used to football players having to get a certain mentality on the field and then some of them not being able to take away from that mentality. It's kind of like a method actor, like the stories we used to hear about Tupac where he said, okay, after this movie, he wasn't able to walk away from that persona and it affected how he lived his life a little bit, uh, just getting caught up in the fame and the image and everything else. And I think that's a big part of what you're looking at with Ja, where on the court, in order to be aggressive, he feels he has to have a certain mentality. And that mentality, once you start, like, taking that on for the majority of your life, and you think about an NBA 82-game season, off-season, everything else, before you know it, you can get lost in the sauce and all of a sudden, you think that's your real personality, and you start to change a bit. Now, I think that's what we're seeing with Ja. I think this is a fame issue, and this is an image issue, where he just got so caught up in it, he started yeah. running around like he was really, you know, the villain, uh, so to say. And then, you know, Memphis, especially right now, like, look, say what you want to say. I'm a Second Amendment guy, same as most people. You should carry and protect yourself in Memphis. I got no problem with that. Now, you shouldn't irresponsibly carry. You shouldn't be flashing in a club. Uh, You shouldn't be in closed-off environments acting like there's a threat close to you. And, like, think think about the most famous people in Memphis right now. Ja's one of them. So, of course, all of the rappers and everybody's going to want to take pictures with you or be seen with you and all of that stuff. And all of that kind of plays into the idea of you losing yourself in the image. So I, I, I think... He's going to have a a lot of really intelligent people who kind of lived this and been through it to sit down and talk to him, and he's going to realize what he's putting at risk. So I think he's going to be able to turn it down, turn it around. But we also got to remember this. Memphis is a small market as far as the NBA is concerned, which is why it was so hard for the Grizzlies to kind of push back as far as management <laughs> for somebody to try to check them. Because right. the, the fear is always – if you're a small market, you're scared a star player is just going to leave in free agency once the moment is there for them. They're just going to leave. So Memphis was trying to be as hands-off as they could. They are trying to use Steven Adams and other, other people to try to act as a go-between, but it wasn't working. And this is also another thing about the NBA and greed when it comes to always looking for the best young player and looking for potential when – like, you go back to old-school NBA, one thing they understood was you had to have at least two old-school vets on the team to teach people not only the NBA life, but mm. for the young players to go to when they had questions, somebody they could talk to. There's a story of Barkley coming to practice in a new car and Moses Malone getting in the car with him and taking it back that day. Like, nah, bro, you ain't doing that. You ain't doing that. You just got your first couple of checks. You ain't ready for that yet. And because Moses had that respect, he listened to him and actually got in the car with him and took it back, and and that was that. So I think you definitely need more older voices on some of these teams so so these young guys can kind of know the way. But I don't don't think this is going to derail his career or anything like that. He'll probably miss the majority of this season. They're definitely not winning the championship this year. But come back next year, we get the Ja Redemption story. You can see the Nike commercials in your head right now for it. You know what I mean? Like, that's easy to sell. Like, I, I, I see this dude getting his life together and it really not becoming a problem. 
But I think yeah. he just found out how far, how close you can get to the edge Man. once you kind of lose, you know, just just the aspect of reality and who you are. Like, yeah. you're, you, right. you've been a top, you know, 100 guy ever since you were like 12, 13. You've been going to all these camps and all this other stuff. So, you, like, you wasn't in the streets like that. And as a, you know, former hooper, uh, I'll tell you off top, once people see you have a certain gift, the streets protect you. Like, you, you weren't in the streets. Those are the dudes who told you to go home. Those are the dudes who told you you couldn't do this or that and the third, but would give you shoe money. You know what I mean? Things like that. So, you know, it, it, it's an interesting story. I, I think people are overreacting a little bit, though, acting as if this dude is some type of killer or something. But, yeah, yeah man, us. Yeah. But, now, you know, I, I, think, my, I think some positive come out of this. I don't think, you know, because you know, I look at it, like I said, my point, how I'm looking, I'm, I'm, where I'm coming from, like I said, even carrying a gun, I have no problem with that. Hell, I think you, hell, you shit. Like, I'm, I'm with you on that. Hell, it's a part of your constitutional right. But it, it's just, it's through how, it's like, and what happened, like, with this thing is happening, because, like I said, Henry Mills, he's been getting in so much trouble. And mm-hmm. they're looking at oh, we got to do something. Look, you 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 doing too goddamn much right now, and it's like I said again, it's about him for them too, and their marketing brand. He's a, he's a brand right now, and they said that we got to do something. Hold job. Look, you you look, bro, cut it out because you're not just representing yourself. You represent Nike, your new shoe brand, and all of this, and these children looking looking at you right now, and you know, so it it is it, a lot goes into it. So that's what I'm just saying. He don't need to be getting messed off because, like I said, you're trying to portray an image or whatever he's trying to do. You got to realize, again, like you said, there's a lot of people um, as looking up to, towards him, like they, like they did Jordan and everybody else. I want to be like Mike. And one of the things you had said earlier, brother, about veterans on the team, I was just reading on it last night in the commercial appeal. They was talking about how all these younger players and basically, like you said, no older veterans probably there for, for the guidance to kind of, you know, help check them a little bit. And they were saying that in the commercial appeal uh, just yesterday. Yeah, like I said, I think he's going to be okay. They now, they're claiming that he's going to be out for the next four games. Uh, Forrest Grizzly is saying it. They're going to miss four more games. But so the NBA, I've heard, is saying they're trying to investigate uh, did he actually bring that gun uh, with him on the plane or something like that, or bring a gun with him while he was traveling? Because they're saying they're not supposed to do that. And, uh, so that's what they're saying. They investigated. Yeah, Colorado dropped that investigation. So I, I guess he was able to prove that that wasn't the case, that he took it, that he took something on the plane. So they, they dropped that investigation. So he's in the clear there, but from the NBA standpoint, it's like, wait a minute, man. You yeah. went live on Instagram. This wasn't you was in a club and somebody happened to catch a picture of you. You went yeah. on live and thought it was a good idea to show that. Like, that's decision-making issues right there. Yeah. That's, that's not that. And, yeah. you know, you go back a couple of years ago, man, they gave uh, J.R. Smith, I want to say about 25, uh, 25K fine for just showing, hey. you know, him in the hotel room with a little, little model chick. He showed a picture of all her body. Uh, out there, and you know, you know J.R. Smith, man, he's a wild boy. So they hit him with a 20K five, 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 five for that. So what do you do for this? So, yeah, the Grizzlies team is good as one thing, but the front office is going to have to come down in some other way just yeah. for the idea of, okay, we have to show some, uh, show everybody else, like, yo, man, you're not getting away with that. 
without yeah. any type of uh, consequence. So that's all. It's gonna yeah. be interesting, man. Yeah, like I said, we just want the best for our young, you know, younger brothers, man. That's all. And that's all the reason we just bring it up. Our younger brothers, and so they have to start thinking. And like, and even with that, um, brother, you can stay on with us, brother. If you want? Because we got, some, I got some else I want to throw out too. Um, like we would have having a conversation. We would just talk about. It's a younger brother on our job. We were having a conversation with him, and we were just telling him about all this stuff that's going on, the killings and all this. We were saying how things are happening with our younger people, and he just had the mindset, "Well, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do with God. I don't care." And that's what a brother, one older head, uh, elder brother was like. See, that's what's wrong with y'all, the new generation. Y'all selfish. Y'all don't care nothing about nothing. And he like, well, it don't affect me. I said, well, I said, bro. And I was like, bro, see, you you saying it don't it don't affect you, but it does. I said, if you buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars a house, and then in a, in a neighborhood, but then the crime rate started going up and all this stuff. I said, bro. You you don't understand how to value your home, your property, and everything going to go down. So yes, it will affect you. So we was just trying to you know talk to him, and then we got another brother, a knucklehead, and boy, he always pissed me off. And he got to saying he do this every time. Well, see, man, with a brother, well, we we did stuff when we were young. We did stuff like that too. It ain't nothing new. And like we was trying to say, yeah, bro, we understand. Yes, we did it. We did things when we were young. But the, but the point we're making, bro, we was like, well, wh- when are we going to break this cycle? That's what we're trying to explain to the brother. We got to break this cycle. We're warning him now because we don't want you to be, make the same mistakes that we made. We don't want you to have to go to prison like some of us did. We don't want you to, you know, do some of the things, went, go through some of, the, some of the things that we did. And he was like, well, I'm one of them type. This is what the young brother said. I'm one of them type. I'm just going to have to learn. I said, well, if you want to learn the hard way, bro, hey, man, go right ahead. But this is why we're trying to instruct you. And see, but it pissed me off when we it was a couple of us elders were talking to the young brother. But when you got this other knucklehead, man, ain't that, we did it too. Now, and, and I just got into it with him on that. Like, bro, quit, like you justifying telling them. He's like, man, they just know, they don't, they, they, they know cap, bro. They ain't out here trying to get in the, get in the community and do nothing. But anyway, see, when you got knucklehead-ass plate elders like him, I don't even want to call him elder, but we giving him, and you got somebody in this ear like that, bro, man, forget what they talking about, bro. We did it, too. That's that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a bad thing. He's like, damn, yeah. bro. You, you, go ahead, y'all. Go ahead. But that's what happened. No, 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 no. no that, that's, that's a problem, but, but remember this, though, man. Even when yeah. the elders talk to us as, as young men, when we – fronted like we weren't listening, but we was taking key words in our mind and remembering certain things they said or in situations, it would come back into our mind. So sometimes yeah. we got to front it off while we're talking to an elder in front of them and act like, oh, well, you know, it ain't this or it ain't that. So this, I, I think they hear you. They just fronting for for their own ego to a certain degree. Yeah. And, and, and look, as bad as it is now, I tell these kids now, like, look, man, it's rough out here. You, you need to be careful, be aware of what's going on and everything else. Well, let me tell y'all something. This ain't the 90s. I grew up in the 90s, bro. Like, all the stuff y'all seeing, like, the, the little bit of gang violence y'all, y'all seeing and all this other stuff, this ain't nothing compared to the 90s real drug warfare, real corner territory fights, like, real stuff that was going in the night. Like, yo, it's a whole other ball game. Now, the yes, problem man. with what they're doing now is they don't have the same consequences. So, you could be a dope boy and never actually be outside, standing outside. You run everything from your phone. You're just making plays on plays. 
And before you know it, you lose the idea of uh, you at risk and that you actually take a penitentiary chances every ride. So I, I think they they get caught up in the game really because they're so gullible now and think everything is so easy. When back then, them dudes was out there like, yo, man, every day you was being tested to hold whatever little territory or, or whatever you wanted to do because somebody was going to fight you for it. And I don't mean with this. So, yeah, yeah man, it, it's man, it, it's a complicated thing. But And then on yeah. top of that, no matter what, we're dealing with America and the legacy of America's racism and oppression and everything else that's baked into this society that always is going to act in its interest. And usually that means to the detriment of black folks. So, you know, it, it's, man, it's a heavy conversation. Yes, sir. Oh, brother, uh, you, you just do in, you just subway segue right into something else I want to bring up. You started talking about American racism. I was listening to, um, Sarnetta had a show. I just, Decided to listen to Sarnetta. I ain't been listening to him in a while. I said, let me check out Sarnetta. <clears throat> Excuse me. He had a conversation where he had some sisters on there. Let me find, make me find that title. But he had some sisters on there. And let me make sure I get that title. I'm trying to pull it up right fast. And they had a conversation about are men of today qualified to lead the black woman? That was the topic of conversation. Are men of today qualified to lead the black woman? Now, just a part. A lot of the sisters were saying yes. A lot of the sisters were saying yes. They, but then there came the first brother called in. That's what tripped me out. The first brother. Now here's the women saying yeah. They didn't have no, but some woman had a problem with the word lead or being leader. Yeah. But here's a brother call in, and here was his thing. He's like, no, the black man is not qualified today to lead the family or the black woman. And his reasoning were because of racism, white supremacy, because the white man is in control, uh, in control and we under the white man and this, that, and uh, that was his reasoning because, you know, the white man really, he control, we've got to work for the white man. And, you know, really he's the one feeding our family. And, and a lot of people call in, they disagree with those sisters even <laughs> man got on it. But I was like, hold bro, wait, Hold up, bro. And like, even one of the sisters said, "Hey, look, bro, that's just a damn excuse." One of them called. One dude called in, and man, really roasted. Man, that's a weak ass excuse, bro. But I, I was like, "See that, bro? God damn! How come every damn time it got to be the white man? White man ain't got nothing to do with you being the head of your goddamn household." I just thought that was just so damn crazy, and I was cussing, you know, cussing while I was out listening to the show, cussing his ass out too. But what, what did that have to do with you? I, racism, white supremacy, us being the head of our household, what what do they got to do with us? How does that affect us? Yeah, being, see, uh, all right. Now, now see, now this. All right, if y'all if y'all can walk with me on this, let, let, let's 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 go to this first. First things first. Uh, head of household, nuclear family, you know, all the other tropes that, that we've heard about how life is supposed to be lived. Mm-hmm. These are Eurocentric white folks practices. This ain't got nothing to do with us. And when they talk about head of the household, it's like, dude, our family dynamics are totally different. From For the most part, it's extended family. Such and such can't pick up the kids. Auntie Laureen going to pick up the kids. Then Tyrone going to come over there and watch them for an hour until such and such get off work and they can get the kids. Like, it's an extended family that gets all this stuff done. And then as far as head, head of household, no matter what, 
our dele- uh, the way we delegated stuff was always based on how that person acted towards the rest of the family and just what stature they had within the family. We had a lot of uh, women-led families in our family. And I don't mean she make every decision. If she overrule him, it's going to be in that back room and ain't none of us going to know about it. But if she overrule him, that's going to happen in some households because of their dynamic. And in other households, it's the complete opposite, where he's going to run things in there with an iron fist because he's capable of doing that, and that's the best way for that family to go going forward. There, there was brothers back in the day working at the power plant, and when they got off work, she would pull up on Friday to get that check because if she didn't get that check from him before he got off, he was going to go do some things that wasn't supposed to be done before the important stuff got done, and then vice versa. There's a whole some families where he had to make sure he stopped her before she could get out to Marshalls or wherever to go shopping and, and mess up the family budget for the month. So I think we got to make sure we always discuss these things under our framework and not their framework. So the, the whole, you know, when they talk about misogyny and they talk about this country is this and that, like, wait a minute, dog. That's y'all side of the fence. Our families don't live like that. The gay families, the gay folks used to live in our neighborhood. They worked as the hairdresser or whatever. There was a choir in the church. We we wasn't setting them on fire and lynching them and doing the stuff y'all was doing to gay people. So I, so I be I, I try to be careful not to take on some like white American sensibilities onto black folks because we have totally different perspectives on some of that stuff, man. And and, well, and you're right, man. Like well, the idea that. that Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, brother. You go ahead and finish that. Well, I, I, I think the part of when it was saying, because when you listen to it more closely in what even what the sisters were saying is too, and, and it kind of said some of the things that you said, it's not just saying that the man, he's he going to run things like, whatever I say, go, woman. No, it's, it's not that type of, not that type of party. You know, it was some disagreements on certain things. Uh, but it, what it's saying is like, you know, you just look at the good times. That's, that's a perfect example to give you a little bit. Like good times. You know, like James mm-hmm. Florida. James was that protector. He was that provider going out, making sure the family had what they needed. But in that home, Florida, whatever she said, go to that. And James, don't do that. James didn't go out. He didn't want to go do that. Baby, don't go out there gambling. Don't do this. See, it's still, again, we like I said, we, we, we're supposed to be a unit, a unit. And it is. And like one brother and somebody was saying again, like me and my wife, we, we, we have a negotiation. Well, we said we want to get this. We want to get that. We'll sit down and discuss it and whatnot. Like me, I don't, I don't do the damn bills. Every, every woman I ever been with, I don't do no bills. Now I have my own list of things I might take care of, but I might, hey, uh, like as far as managing, like what, the, how much the light bill got to be, uh, be paid, all that. They handle all that. Now, I, I don't say I just give all my money. I like, well, we got to be paid this week. Okay, the light bill got to be mm-hmm. paid. Got to be paid. Okay, I got it. Bam, here here it is. Go ahead and pay it. You take care of that. Because I have other things I be taking care of, like even my blog talk bills, my other less stuff I take care of. But Mars, that, I, she handled, handled all that situation. So we have things that we discuss and, you know, together. It ain't like saying, well, I, I think we need to do this here. God damn it, woman, you hear what I said. I'm going to do Nah. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it's an, it's, you got to sit down and y'all talk and discuss things together. She have things like she won't like if somebody want to come over and do something. She's like, well, let me get with my husband first. I, I said, well, if somebody want to come up, well, let me check it out and see, man. My wife might got something going on. You know, we, we sit down and you discuss these things. It's like 
But again, it's like they were saying, when you hear try to hear some noise like a damn burglar coming in, the woman jump her ass up and go run, try to see what the noise is. No, nah, listen here, sit your ass down, get out of the way somewhere. You know, like that's what the man's going mm-hmm. to you know, supposed to do. So it's that type of role. And you need to go back and look at uh, again, because here in America, we always talk about our ancient ancestors and, you know, we, we Africans, we from But you go and look at how African tribes and how they run things. Even go and look at some of their things, how their society is ran. Who's at the, basically, who was the head? The man. He's the provider. And even going back to Kim, and you see, like I said, you know, they seen the man on the throne. It wasn't no woman, unless it was the king, like, like, like somebody brought up an excellent point. Unless the the the, the, the fetity of the Pharaoh he died. And then uh the, the the child or son, he was too young to get on the throne. So they had certain answers that the mother she sat there until the the child was old enough to take his rightful place on the throne. But we didn't really see you no know, like they got mm-hmm. this damn woman king, all that bull crap. No. But they Well, they, well, well, they, well think about Hapshepsut and, and and uh what, what was it? She yeah. took over, uh, made her imaging into like a man mm-hmm. more than anything, like her statues and things like that. So it, 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 even then, okay, let's make the comparison from us to the whole continent. And when we talk about the whole continent, it's varied. In some areas, yeah, it was extremely man-centric. Like the, the men ran everything, said everything, did all that. And in other ones, wait a minute, go to those, uh, go to those villages and go to that uh, little shopping, shopping center down there. Who you see running all the uh, stalls? Women. Women were doing that business, selling the fruit, doing all that. So, you know, our stuff has always been way more equal than other societies, which which usually rule with an iron fist and beat the hell out of their women and all of that. That wasn't really our thing. You know what I'm saying? We're like, we understood that. Hell, land was passed down matrilineal for most of most of those African nations. Well, yeah. So, you know, the woman's family would determine who the land would be passed down to, and that was to stop what warring between uh, families over you know what they was going to inherit. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like the woman king, I don't even pay no attention. To that that's Hollywood. Yeah. You let Hollywood get a hold of your story, they're gonna destroy your story. That's what they do. They don't present that. a, a yeah. kingdom <laughs> of, of raised on the back of slavery as if it's some kind of triumph. Like man, if you don't get the hell out of here. Those backward yeah. Negroes. We're going with the we're going with the program that was put in front of them. So I don't know how that's something to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna let Justin come on in. But I, I, but that conversation that they was actually had the sisters because it was a sister panel who actually put that together. And that that the thing that they were basically saying it wasn't that the man is being dominant over the woman. It was it wasn't like that. That's what they were saying. A woman, I'm running this here. I'm the man. Like some people, talk, I'm the woman. I'm the man in this house. It wasn't a conversation such as that. You know some. People might have almost tried it. Some people might have almost came with that, but that wasn't even how the sisters was even bringing it. They wanted to say that the man would, um, I guess, you know, he would be that 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 that. See, see, even saying leader, because that's what one sister had a problem with the word lead. He a lead. I don't, I don't even know leader, so she had a problem with that. But you know, he, he did, did. again thinking in that hero tradition though. Because, again, cause you, you, you go to black folks, how, like you were talking about how you and your wife share and share life yeah. as far as powers and duties and things like that. That's what we do. So yeah. I, I don't even understand, like, people talking mm-hmm. like that. 
And like you but said, the, oppression no, don't so, affect that because you but, can work for minimum wage and still have a say in your household if you carry it right and manage things in your household. So, yeah, fuck, man. These folks must stop watching so much white TV. But, but that's not that's, that's not really a white thing. But here's checking out what I'm saying. Yes, we might negotiate on that, but anything that really has it come down to a a, a, a serious issue, it's going to be my husband or uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like like the evil we talk about the protection thing. I'm not expecting my wife mm-hmm. to jump up and see what the hell going on if she hears some damn noise. That's going to be my job. Like I said again, yeah. when, I, when I say it's to be the provider, I'm not a word, I'm not going to look for my woman to go out here and, and provide for the household. And I sit my ass around the house or and just play cards, you know, sit on the game and play all day. That I see it. I'm old school like that, like old school. The man was the provider. He's, you know, the breadwinner. I don't look for my woman like some of these do, even though she she could probably make more than me. But still, again, I'm going to get my ass out here and do what I got to do to try to make sure I provide for her. So that's what I, I look at old school for me. This is me. I'm old school. I I take that role. Yeah. And women, she she want me to be in that role. As a man, look, and you know that ain't go on? You better ask my husband. You come over here and you got to borrow something. Yeah, ask my husband. Ask my husband. Ask my husband. And that's how that role. And, and we had women that we used to be like that. See, we in this modern, like they said, in modern time. Even if we look in America, some of these times when we in America, they was they had the man as the role. Like I said, that's again. You look at the good times, how that role, how they role that they played. My husband, my husband, my husband. But now all this independent bull, this new bullshit they got going on. That's why we see a lot of these marriages damn near ain't working. Everybody wanna how you married and talking about independent women. That's the, that's the point I was trying to make. It, when you get into these Eurocentric ideas of what the nuclear family is and what this is and what that is, and you see it's a failure. You look at the divorce rates, uh, you look at the amount of single, you know, parents out here, it, obviously that part's a failure. But we go to our legacy, what we did, even in the era where they so called couldn't work, those women were taken in the washing from the local area. Using doing that to get some money, they were cooking for people, doing all that. And, and go back to your point about you know you being the protector of somebody breaking the house. That's your that's your gig. That, that's a part of it. They ain't even they ain't even up for discussion. But also, if there's a death in the family, the woman is the one who's gonna cook a dish and gonna be either on the phone or consoling somebody for hours. That ain't up for discussion. Why? Because they don't want to talk to you. They want to talk to her. Because she's soft enough. She know how to, you know what I mean, finesse that situation and get somebody through that crisis. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why, like so brother said, we all cool. have our duties. We all have our, as people would say, our roles to play. And I know sometimes you say certain things you can't say no damn more. But we all have our roles that we play. And that's where we all have mm-hmm. our position. Even doing slavery. Even during slavery time when they was on the plantation, the man was still looked at as the head of the house. For the cabin, whatever. And they it was. knew, and they knew, and they knew who went with who, who was talking to who, who did this, who brought whatever, uh, who made it happen during the holidays when they stole some flour out of there so y'all can make some, you know, something good to celebrate. Like all of that stuff, man. So again, man, I, I reject the outside influence of those people who I don't know how they hold themselves up as the example to the world when we look around and we say, okay. How many oceans have been ruined, and who's most responsible for ocean lakes and rivers being ruined? Who's most responsible for deforestation, cutting down whole swaths of trees to where now we're going to have serious climate issues going forward? Who's responsible for this? There's one group of folks, and it ain't us. 
So when we start talking about this stuff, well, I don't you know. know. I just come to authority on telling people what to do and how to live. I understand it. I just think what we're saying about how to stay on this earth. I think what we're saying about being the head. I, I, I don't see it as a Eurocentric thing. I, I, I mean, that's just my point of view. My, me understanding what what we're what is being said about it. And some people were saying too, as they were there, see, that's a religion. That's that old Bible. All that comes from the Bible thing. No, it ain't always come from the Bible. Because again, you go to some of the other parts, but hell, there wasn't no Bible. Like I said, I mentioned that again, existed before the Bible. You're dealing with no Bible. <laughs> so you can't throw that and say on the Bible. You know what I'm saying? But Brother Justin, where you at, Brother Justin? I'm right here. I'm right here. Come on, get in, bro. Yeah, get in bad, here. Get in the car, bro. Go on, ride. I know you want to ride a little bit. Go drive a little bit. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so Kevin Samuels, who rest in peace to the brother, who was a, a fine example of delivering what the problem is today and where we are as a group, black men and black women, and how uh, there's all these statistics about, you know, the black man and the black woman and the black family and different things. So... It comes down to what Kevin would call the modern woman versus the traditional woman. And the traditional woman is the woman who knew her role as a woman to her man on the side of her man and in her family and how to raise her children the right way and, you know, for guidance and whatnot and, they had their morals and, and and everything with the going to church and all of these things in place. So back in those days with the traditional women, just like you guys were just saying, how if something happened and it was a woman's thing that she had to go and console someone, she was much more endearing and knowing how to do this in the way that a woman does, that a man, we – don't have those type of uh, abilities in the same in the same kind of a way. So we we do what we do as men, and women do what they do as women. And together, if we come together in harmony and have the perfect chemistry as a unit, then that's how that family works at its finest. So when we look at today's woman, which Kevin refers to as the modern woman, she seems to have fallen from the same role as the traditional woman as to handle her responsibilities and to knowing how to hold together her family and to keep her man. So there's all these statistics, and I don't have them before me, but they're not good in favor of black women. And as the black woman doesn't do as most women do in society is get married by the time they're 26. The black woman is struggling to find a man still at almost 40 years old. And as she ages, her, her, uh, her, uh, what she has decreases. So she's not getting any, you know, younger as they say, and then she's racing the clock at the same time with if she wants to have children or not. And then to even have a man to spend the rest of her life with when she gets older. Today's modern woman 
doesn't possess the same qualities of the traditional woman, which keeps us from having the same kind of values that our families in the in our past have, uh, used to have. So we don't have those kind of values in place. We have uh, somehow come to a point where material items rule everything. <clears throat> and a lot of women put money in front of the relationship, in front of love, in front of everything else. And women of the past didn't do that. They knew how to make ends meet. They knew how to work together as a team. They knew how to work with each other within the family unit and how to make it work and to stick together and stay together. Today's women and men, they give up on each other. They give up on the relationship. They're constantly battling back and forth uh, in the verbal battles and whatnot. They go on trying to accomplish uh, resolving a matter, which just escalates because of the language that's used in in the fights. And so a lot of times it ends up in court and then all of these other issues happen where there's a separation of the family and a battle of, you know, of, uh, who's going to have, uh, you know, rights to see their children and whatnot. So when we look at the black man and the question was posed, uh, you know, can he lead the black woman in today's time and whatnot? Of course the black man can lead the black woman in today's time. That's a black man who who knows his role and understands who he is and what he is to do once he establishes relationship with his woman and makes his family and creates his family and whatnot. So the black man in his own spot has always been able to uh, hold it down and to uh, be respected as the, the head of the household and the one who makes the final decision in the household. So um, in today's world, when it comes down to it, the black woman will, in a lot of cases, not allow the black man to make that final decision that should be made. And then there's that battle between power of where power should be, which would be in the possession of, the man as the leader or the one who's going to make the decisions that are going to progress the family in the progressive way or in the right way, that he's not making decisions that she may be making an emotional decision and he's making a logical decision. And his his decision may outweigh her emotional decision. And he's using his logic over her emotion. And her, her emotion would have caused something tragic to happen or something that wouldn't uh, produce uh, 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 production, wouldn't produce, you know, progression. Uh, So what I'm saying, the black man who knows who he is and knows his role as a black man can pick and choose who he wants to be with and how he wants his family to be based on his principles and his the way he thinks and his logic and his camaraderie with his mate and 
their togetherness and coming together on uh, their love for each other and for her to go ahead and bow to him, making the determination for the family and the decisions that the family needs to be made by the head of the house as that man is supposed to do. So she can emotionally or however she want to say she want to decide something for the family and she want to override the man, then she's crossing the line where where she wants to override that man and him making a decision that could cause her to lose that man in the family for her to override that man for her not staying in her spot as a woman. She's supposed to submit to that man and 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 have a balance in the family and and understand to not cross the boundary where she's not supposed to. So of course the black man can always and has always been able to lead the black woman if the black woman was worthy enough to be led. Mm. A lot of these black women ain't ain't worthy enough to be led nowhere because they too uh, masculine, masculated, or uh, toxic, feminine, toxic, masculine, whatever you want to. They got something going on there. It's toxic. Yeah. Hell, they trying to lead. They want to lead you. <laughs> you hey, but, but, but did, let me ask you, brother. Did you did you see the did the uh, did you go ahead and watch the video? I didn't get a chance. I would. I would have liked. I didn't have time. Sorry. No, you good. You good. That, that's what I was gonna ask you. Did you? Did you? Know, did you hear what they were saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree with them. Of course, the black man got it going on enough to, if a woman got enough in her to know that the man is the catch, not the woman. The man is the catch. They need to understand that. And okay. it was a women, women who come was a dime a dozen. And it was a women, women who come a dime a dozen. Huh? Yes, my brother. It was the women who came over the topic, and they were the ones who were saying yes to this that conversation. Okay. It's a man, but All they right. was like, you know, he has to be like we said, a my, my uh, if he in the right mindset, you know, um, and you know, just not no, just gonna let somebody just, you know, um, I don't know, be in this position. And he's not thinking rightly, you know. He's he, he's not capable of, as they would say, lead the family, you know. Oh well, like yeah, that. of course. If he's not thinking rightly, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> how, how else could he not lead the family? Of, yeah, I mean, there's certain certainly black men that ain't thinking right and doing things and making bad decisions and yeah. have families and created families and. And created children, but have have been very irresponsible. So of course you got that out there, yeah. and that's been going on for a long, long time. But you have those brothers who got themselves together and know what they're supposed to do. As a man, as they were raised to be a man, they became a man and did what the man is supposed to do for the family or in the family, just like you, Brother Sarai Nine and Arya. You know, it's the same thing. You know, you were raised a certain way that brought you up into 
what made you a strong alpha male that you are. So you not going to be role model after a modern day woman who are raising a child now that in 15 years or even coming up to 20 years, uh, that that child, that that young man won't have the strength or that masculinity and that wanting to make that decision for the family. He may go ahead and bow down to that woman because she's molding children these days to be weak, to be soft and to bow down to women. And so in 20 years, you have a whole lot more of that, you know. So it's a good thing we were raised when we were. But what we got to do is still be good examples of strong black men because they've fallen by the wayside. How many times you go outside, you see black men in flip-flops, grown black men walking around in flip-flops in the public. And got the ass showing, and tight jeans and skinny jeans and stuff, tight jeans, and the ass showing. Yes, sir. How many times you see that? I see it all the time. So that's weak to me. That's a punk to me. From the time when I was born and raised till now, you see, uh, you can see a man comfortable enough to walk around and get out of his car and flip flops and stuff. I mean, come on. That, yeah, that's, man, but we. we... Hey, brother, real quick, we got to be careful not to fall for the trap of every generation think the ones that come behind them are softer than them, and they kind of color it, <laughs> color it in from those terms. So, yeah, if, if they're wearing a certain kind of jeans or they're tatted a certain kind of way, why is that? Because that's what's popping for the women out here. That's what's going to make them be able to pull one. The same as uh, the brothers, the generation before me, uh, some of them seventies brothers got some, got the answer for some of them outfits. Uh, some of the stuff they was wearing back in that era. But for some reason, all that androgynous print stuff that was pulling them back then. So that's what brothers gonna do. So sometimes it ain't even more deeper than that. Like they want to go to the club or whatever the spot is to be seen and have their pick of the women. And and to do that, hey man, you gonna throw on whatever it is. You know, you need to uh, to make that move. So some of that stuff is just, you know, just superficial stuff that people are going to do just in the terms of dating. But just overall, man, all of this stuff, like every shoe got to make. There's going to be some men who like them loud women. I'm not one of them. <laughs> some old light women who argue with them every couple of weeks and they have a knockout, dragout fight, and then they have to make up sex and, and act like nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's just that's just what what it is. But just getting into our family dynamic again, person you know got some people in their family, some who they would loan five hundred to in a heartbeat, and some they wouldn't loan fifty dollars to. Why? <laughs> because they know that person, and that person's reputation and what they've done for the family that kind of follows them, man. And, and people don't forget that. But there's also hey, graduation coming up, them cash apps going out. You know what I'm saying? And and that ain't just for, you know, you and your children. That's nieces, nephews, little cousins, all that. So we, we just got an extended family network that's totally different from this society, and capitalism tries to convince people that everything is the same, and to actually advance, you must be like white folks. And, again, I'm looking at track records. I, I still don't see nothing to follow. 
Yeah. Me, I, I, you know what, bro? I'm, I'm just saying for me. You know what? I used to be with all that black power with this here. Right on, brother. Black, I, you know what? And I, and I realized, see, that shit there for me, that's a depressing shit. I've got away from all that shit. Because for me, it's not advancing. All that bullshit, always, we always looking at this, this the boogeyman. I'm not saying that there's, and, and please, y'all understand. Y'all been listening to Brother Ariel for a long time. Y'all know how I think. Never say that I'm not saying that no white racism, white supremacy, and racism don't exist. I ain't no damn fool. I've, I've been through it. I've had some things happen to me. But I do not go around being spooked out because I can't do this because of racism, white supremacy. I say, y'all, fuck the races. Fuck white folks if they are racist. Fuck them all day long. Like, like Brennan Man said, fuck them all upside the wall. I don't give a fuck. It's not going to hinder me. Yeah, but 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 I don't but look brother, at everything in the eyes of talking about this white folks. Right. Well, understand what I'm saying, and brother, no, right fast. So even no, when we brother, nobody goes around Did anybody and everybody hear me say that. Saying, but but I'm just saying I'm not I'm not. Okay. Did I, say you I, I, I just, I just I wanted to be clear it. that I didn't say any of that. That's all. But I, I did, but I did, I did not say you said it. But I'm just saying, we always, again, because I brought up the point, even when the sisters were agreeing and saying this, here's a brother that brought up where the reason that, 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 that man can't be, cannot be, because of racism, white supremacy. And all the sisters, they like, oh, they disagree. They went at his ass on there. Like, hell no, quit making goddamn excuses. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's Some people a point I didn't make previously. I just want to make sure that's clear. But I'm just saying, okay, here's the point. Nobody, nobody, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm just saying, I don't know. And here brothers are saying, or anybody go around and get in a relationship or get married. Well, you know I'm going to be the head of the household. Nobody go around saying that shit. They just, it, 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 it's just it's they, how they funk, they function. It's just how they function. We don't have to say it. We don't have to go around saying Indeed. it. So but, but, saying, look, I, I got to run in the middle, but can I, can I, can I, can I get a, can I get a response? Yeah, go yeah, ahead, but don't have to go around saying it. But what you said is a Eurocentric yeah, thing. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. how? That's cool. Well, well let me clarify, because I think it's really important when we're having these conversations not to take conversations from other people or bits and pieces and assume I'm saying the same thing as them. Anything I want to say, I'm going to tell you directly. I'm but real, I'm not saying you said, I'm not but passive but aggressive. I'm aggressive up, aggressive. You do keep bringing up is racism, white supremacy, racism, white supremacy, and, and white folks shit, white folks. Damn, bro, we just doing it. We ain't thinking about no white folks. White folks didn't train me. That's, 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 that's your point. My wife. We're two different people, right? Yeah, that's your point. We're two different people, right? If we're talking about society in America and avoiding that conversation because it makes you feel uncomfortable, I don't think that's a good way to do it. That's my opinion. Your opinion is different. That's fine. Now, when I said when I said what I said, I didn't say anything about you can't do or being limited by or anything like that. I said this society tries to socially engineer you to believe that is the best possible way. And I said the outcomes appear to show that that's not correct. That's my statement. That's it. I didn't say any of that other stuff. So just hold me accountable for what I say. That's all I'm saying. But that I, I never accused you of saying anything out of this. You taking it some way. You That's must right. felt some kind of way. Say you felt like some that, type bro. of way. Yeah, you felt mm. some type of way. Because you, you bring no, no, no. it up. If, if it's a like, recording, bro, bro, yeah, I never if we're on a recording and I say one thing, oh, go ahead. But no, but, I'm not, but see, here's the thing. I don't, see, wait, the, the white man never taught me how to goddamn raise my family, how to, how to be with, deal with my wife. 
I don't see none of that bullshit I, that I'm doing that deal with him. I, I study African culture and I study our culture and how we function as opposed to function as a family. I don't see none of this shit as deal with anything about what the white folks doing in their goddamn house because I do my different, way different than what they do. I don't see it as a, this is a European uh, way of functioning in my house. I don't see that shit. Well, I see it. Right. Well, I do, think you, is, is that, do, you, is, do you think you're an outlier, or do you think the majority of us have the background you have? Because most of us don't have that kind of background and study. I don't know you what people do, but I don't, but I'm saying I don't see it that way. I don't, I don't know what people, how, how people look at their marriage. Well, this is a European style of, of, of a wedding or a lifestyle marriage we live in. I mean, I, I, mean mm-hmm. I do a survey on that and start asking people about their marriage. Do you see y'all marriage is kind of like a European lifestyle or how y'all marriage functioning? I don't see that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just me. I never thought of it that way until Maybe. I started just lately, just, just, just a European thing. And especially like, well, men can't be, you know, the, the men that we need to be because of racism. Now, for me, that's a fucking Never cop out. I, 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 I didn't say you said, but I'm saying I was because I was talking about again. Now, I'm going back with what was said on the original show. I'm sorry. That, that, that was that's bullshit to me. Who said that? I agree. So again, that's why I always say a lot of things sometimes in conversations that we get to talk. That's why I've, I've been going with this whole thing, and judges know what I'm going to be going with. I always talk about I, I hate a fucking victim mentality. I hate us with this victim mentality. We can't achieve shit because of racism. We Everything got to be the white man. We get this motherfucker. I used to I used to argue with that. People said we get a white man too much power. I, and I see that. Sometimes we fucking really do. We get this motherfucker way more power and authority when this motherfucker learned from us. He's our child. He learned a lot of shit from us and probably repackaged it. But we get this motherfucker too much goddamn authority. The white man is not on my motherfucking mind. He ain't on my motherfucking mind. Fuck him. This is a show we deal with, try to black deal with black issues, black concern, what we call black. Some people hate that word. But, you know, this is what it's about. I give a fuck about what, how white people function and, and fuck what white, like, like I said again, I say I'm a part of a, I'm a, a Yuhadin, a Jew, or Israel. You got motherfucking Israelites, I said this every goddamn show, Israelites talking about how they in slavery. We still in captivity. We slaves. Ain't no motherfucking slave. I'm not no mother. I can get it. If I have the money, I can leave this motherfucker when I want to. The white man ain't stopping me from doing a motherfucking thing I want to do. If I, if, I, if I have the capability and the money to do it. Every fucking I thing. I agree with all of that. Oh, I agree with all of that. Talk. Hopefully nobody makes those arguments. Yeah, this motherfucker, he ain't thinking about us. He really ain't. Oh, God, we got black. Uh, we got yeah, black yeah. Who just beat the fuck out of a black man down here in Memphis. Killed the man. Them motherfuckers is dirty as fuck down here. Black folks be dirty there. We got black politicians who fucking up, fucking up the shit down here. You think that it ain't all about? Man, fuck them. That's just that's, that's just my point. I just it's just my point, and I'm not accusing you of saying that. I just don't like to keep fuck with them white folks talking about. Fuck they system. It's just like damn, why we always got to re- with the white man? God damn, this motherfucker just pop up in a conversation and he ain't even in the house. But y'all go ahead, man. I just that's just me. Yeah, it's all good, man. Like I said, just hold me to what I said. That's all. But I, but I like to know how how is it okay? This but we, okay, and we said okay, saying that if a man is 
I guess we like the little woman said, the head of the household. That's a European. That's a European thing. So even with them ladies, because the ladies brought it out. So that's a European function. If we say the man is the head of the no, household, I'm asking. I'm no, asking. I didn't I didn't say that. I didn't I'm asking you. I got, I got you. You just asked. Yeah, I didn't say that. I said it can't so how be do we expressed that we... way. And go ahead. You want, you want me to finish or no? Yeah. So it can't be expressed that way. And matter of fact, let's say let's let's take us out of it. Let's say you in France. You're telling me you take on no French sensibilities in being cultured to think a certain way? It's like that's a real aspect of any society. Why do you think you see so many ads during a day? People get, uh, people get thirsty and drink a Coke and think it was their idea. No, no. It's much deeper than that. So because I, I get where you're you coming from where you like, look, you almost no matter, like you brought, brought it up brother, because you, the, conversation was, the conversation were about Black men being head, the head of the household, and you started, and you did go down that road and start saying a European century, because that was the title of it, that they show a, a modern black man uh, able to, you know, lead whatever black women, and that's when you start. You the one came up with start. I don't know how the hell we went down that road and start saying this. So we got to get out of this European centric thing. Well, every and, time I try to explain my side, then you cut me off. So I don't know what you want me to do, brother. You want me to explain my side or not? But you the one brought it up, but you saying nobody accused you. Okay, okay, that, okay. Is this European again? A black man, uh, no. men they qualify. Well, how did how did the European thing come into this? Uh, About like said, European European how did they come? In, how did they come in? How did they come in? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let, you, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish before I start. Go ahead, and finish before I start. I'm just trying to figure out. Just give me how did you come up with this? That being a European concept, because that was a, that was the title about. Okay, are you done? And I and I respond because every time Go I ahead. respond, you ask me another question. Because okay. you're going down the so, goddamn road that I'm not asking you about. That's why. Did you just ask me a specific question, sir? I did, but when I ask you, but every time I, I ask you beforehand, you go down a different road that I'm not asking you about. That's why I always stop you. All right. Just give me, just okay, give me what well, I ask. Let's keep it. Let's make. Let's make sure we all on the same track. Your question is, how is that even involved in a question that's just about black men leading? Right? Is that is that the best way to? No. Okay. The, point, the, the topic of their discussion were a black man of, of of today qualified to lead black women, and somehow your thing came up. Somehow the European thing came in. I don't know where that came about. Gotcha. Okay. So first thing first, the premise of the question is already telling on itself in itself. Are black men capable? Of course they are. Like that's, that shouldn't even been a discussion. That should have been two minutes, hang up the phone, it's over. Yes, of course black men are capable. Now the question became how families are structured in American society. Yes, America has an effect on that. How you're socialized has an effect on that. How you consume, that has an effect on that. All of it. Yes, that matters. Now I understand you're saying well, them people don't matter. I ain't going to pay them no mind. Get it, get it. Okay, cool. You got the background, and you said you studied history, so therefore you got enough weight to hold up against it. But not everybody does. A lot of these people are raised on television, movies, and everything else, and they don't have the background to combat it, and that's why you see so many. Those people you just talked about, them officers who, who beat that brother to death, uh, the, the politicians you were just talking about, those people who go through that Euro system and come out with a Euro mind, yeah, that's a problem. I Bro, what that's not the conversation. You don't want to have it. Because, again, but it like has an effect on now the I gotta relationship. Stop you. 
because that again, when that brother did say, when they were saying, all the women were saying, yes, we would like the men, but but like I said, he has has to be capable of leading. And then a brother called mm-hmm. in and started throwing in, well, we can't do this in this racism, white supremacist society. What yeah, that's crazy. That? And that's where you went. So how, what the fuck do racism That's not where I went. How the hell are you listening to There's plenty of black men in here in America. We're in the exactly. same America. We're in the same America. Exactly. How is some black men doing it and doing it and taking care of their family? We're in the same racist system, right, as we say but we're mm-hmm. doing it. We're, right. we're doing it. I'm in the same racist, as they say, racist white supremacist system, but I am doing it because, you know what, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. worried about what the fuck they're doing. It's just like, again, we talk about racism, white supremacy, we talk about Rosewood, uh, all of them, Oklahoma, Tulsa and Oklahoma, even they was in the thick of slavery. They still built what they built and did what they did. They didn't give a fuck. Even though racist the white people were trying to stop them, they still did what they did. Now, maybe later on, they came and destroyed it, right. but in the beginning, they did what they had to do. See, again, I, I'm not thinking about them. I have to take care of my business. And then when I, when I run across them, right. And they try to stop me. Then that's what I have to deal with. But my everyday life, I'm not. I'm not waking up thinking about no motherfucking racist white people. I'm not worried about their fucking system. I have to maintain my life and take care of my family. Now I give a fuck about them until I run into them, and then I deal with this shit head on. But some people, we always mm. want to throw it out like, God damn, like that's, and that some people again, they supposed stay so focused on it. They can't, they can't uh, achieve shit. That's what I'll be talking about, a whole thing. That's why I disagree with the critical race theory whole doctrine and shit. Because, again, like I said, it, 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 we, we keep certain people in a victim mentality. And that's why they can't succeed. They can't do nothing because they're always thinking they're a fucking victim. They think, they, well, if I try to achieve something, the white man can do this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Have you read Faces at the Bottom of the Well by Derek Bell? No, I hadn't. Okay, so I don't know how you could disagree with it if you ain't at least read the brother's work. But uh, let, let's about what? Let's do this. About what? Critical let's race theory. This. Yeah. So I've, I've let, let's this do this. Ago, but I hadn't read his book. Yeah, I, I don't I even know how to read that. I can't do shit because no. I don't no, have to read. That's not what it says. I have to read the whole goddamn book. Just because book, somebody else I, told you that's what it says, don't mean that's what it says. See, you, you come in here already. Correct. You must think that you were victim because you even come here bringing up racism, racism. No, I don't. About marriage, black marriage. So evidently, you, Brother, you, we have you never met each other. So how you gonna tell me? <laughs> Look, man, I, I, I've learned one thing, man. We got to figure out ways to disagree peacefully, man. Sometimes we're gonna disagree, brother. It's okay. Now your last we not, point, we, which we I think was correct. You, you the one brought racism, and we talk about a black thing, and I was just bringing up, and then you talk about what we can't. Is a, is a, is a okay? I, I, are, you said can't. are you married? You, are you made married? that leap. You are you married? Are you married? No, you're not. No. See that's mm. see that's that's we go. We got all these goddamn specialists that can tell us about marriage. And they, have you ever been married? Mm-mm. Okay, see, there we go. We got all these motherfucking specialists who can tell us about children and they who never had children. We got all these specialists who can tell us about marriage, how marriage can go, who never been married. So how do you know how a marriage is set up and it's European if you've never been married and you're not married? So how do you know if it's yeah, European or not? In, yeah, used hmm? to work in counseling and used to work in counseling and also... Counseling don't mean shit. You're not married. You don't know how... You can tell us... 
you are not married. You don't know how. You could just because you counseled, you studied some shit, no, you went to what, a what, what, like, philosophy. No, you are not married. You, <laughs> you don't have what your you own doing? experience. Yeah, but why are you so angry right now? Like, dog, we have just been Because you're trying to tell somebody about marriage, and you ain't never fucking been married. So how no, do you know how to be? If it's Afrocentric or not. Right. So when we talk about things, like, as an individual, like, I get where you're coming from, where you're saying, look, you, 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 you got tunnel vision. Here. Out of here. Get the fuck out. Sunray 9 back tonight. Fuck that. You're too inexperienced to be trying to tell a motherfucker. See, that's what I'm talking about, y'all. This motherfucker has never been married, but he want to come telling us about what it is to be married. It's Eurocentric and all this bullshit, but you ain't never been married. See the, y'all see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this is all again about this victim mentality. And all I was saying when I brought up about the brother, and, and notice what I said, y'all. I think it was like four or five sisters on there. They were saying, yes, the black man should be at the head of the household. It's not that he, he dominant, he's going to dominate the woman. Shut your ass down, woman. Not that. We know what we're talking about. We know how African tribes and everything. We know we study history. We, we can just look at it. That's why I gave the example. Go look at some of them. Yes, and, and we talk about the yes, the woman coming together with the man. We run as a unit, though, but they all be going to say, well, you know, the man is looked at as the head of the household. He ain't got to say that shit. He ain't got to say it because most of them that go around saying it, they ain't running shit. They not they not responsible to to do it. They don't know what it means to run it. But again, I'm here really just to get in here. Again, this is what I keep telling y'all, brothers and sisters. Stop playing a victim, saying racism, white supremacy. But every goddamn time that some we have a conversation, we the white we think I think we think more about him than than we than he think about us. I think you do. How, when did that, <laughs> I don't know, I, don't, I, I just, I don't understand. I've been married, I've been in a relationship now about damn near 20 years. We've been married about five. I don't see, I don't, my marriage, I don't see no how I resemble what white folks is doing. I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, sometimes my wife eat bagels. Maybe y'all say that's white because she eat bagels. Uh, maybe that's white. Maybe that, maybe we got, we got a white marriage. I don't know, man. I, it's just some idiotic bullshit sometimes. They just want to, like you say, it's a victim yeah. mentality, man. Like, you know, like, you got to throw race out there. I, I think we've probably done a show or two where we might not even say it black, the whole show. I mean, you know, some people got to throw out black. Or, 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 we know we black. We know yes, who we are. We talk about issues, we talk about different topics all the time, and we don't always say black or white or this or that, and we definitely don't put the white man out there if he's so, you know, big bad wolf or something, We he's so indestructible. So, no, we don't boast and brag. We don't put him on no pedestal, and we, we don't, we, we don't do what you said like like earlier, like what you said, we don't give them too much credit. We don't give them all the extra credit that they don't deserve or he don't deserve or whatever. We don't do that. It's not necessary. We, this is like you said earlier, we their parents. We their mothers and fathers. We invented everything, and they really sold everything and took credit for everything, really. I mean, they wrote the history. It's his story. It's not really the truth. 
The truth is the truth. We the original ones, and and so ain't no sense in worrying about white supremacy and racism and having that in the forefront of your mind every day. It don't make no difference. It don't make no sense, actually, to do that because that's a victim mentality. That's a a cognitive a cognitive dissonance and it's a crutch. You know, it's something you you go to and say, Oh, you know, that's what that's the reason for everything. But meanwhile, a lot of people have been very successful and they didn't even think about nothing like that. And they they have relationships with everybody all colors of people and everything, and they doing well for themselves. They ain't worrying about color and race and names of people and different things. They just, uh, just like my mother, she she was friendly towards everybody. She didn't have no discrimination in her towards any kind of people. And when I was as young as six years old or five, she was already friends with a woman from um, – uh, career or somewhere or, or, or soul somewhere she was from somewhere already a friend with a lady uh, from over there and they would uh, go to each other's house and we eat the food from career and uh, she'd come over and eat soul food and, and so I'm just saying we're universal people and we we don't worry about stuff we don't need to be worrying about so that's what I would say about that you know, like the black man is a person or a man who knows who he is and knows his spot in in the world and what he's supposed to do when he has his woman and when he's raising a family. It's almost passed down through generations of how to be a man if you, you know, you took the baton and ran with it because it was some very, very strong men in our past very, very no playing around type men in our past that were young men, that were determined men, that if we were to look to our ancestors, we could gather so much strength in them because a lot of us don't have a maturity that they had when they was 25 and 30 years old. And so our men have been... Uh, systematically feminized mm-hmm. by just going to the store. You go to the men's section in the store, all you see is women clothes on the rack. As far as I'm concerned, if you try to pick out a pair of pants, all these pants is skinny and tight and and and, and uh, flexing and stuff, what you call it. For, I don't know what you call it. I ain't wearing it. I'm going to a store where they got real men pants in there and stuff, and real men's clothes. So if you fall victim to putting on that stuff, it's going to feminize you. I'm just saying. It's a design. It's a system that's designing them to do this to our people. It's to feminize our men and to reduce them from being strong and the way that the black man has always been in this country is to be the image of a strong black man, period. That's it. That's it. Not no weak. Man, walking around in flip-flops, so comfortable, nothing going to happen to you. You ain't got to run. You ain't got to be ready to be ready to 
to, to bail somebody out of a car if it's on fire or to do anything. You got flip-flops on. You can't do nothing. You can't fight nobody. If I step on your toes, I will beat you up. I'm just saying. You told you're vulnerable. You, if you're a man, you're wearing flip flops in public. It, we never would do that. You could you imagine Mike Tyson in some flip flops in public anywhere? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm from that era. I'm not from no nineties. Yes, sir. The eighties and the seventies boys. We the strongest, toughest, roughest people to ever. Young men that you know. I'm just saying. We we ain't, we wasn't born to be weak. We wasn't raised to be weak. We wasn't raised to, to show an image of of our, our looking feminine and stuff. That was, that's not our time. That's not what, what we what we came in here and did. So we not gonna settle for that either. I'm not settling for that. A fad pulls the last ten years. This sagging and showing your ass been going on for twenty five years. That's it. So is that a fad? Yes, okay, let, 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 let it come to an end. When is it, it going to come to an end? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. That's why I talk about it. He tried to defend that stuff. Yeah, he tried I, I to heard defend that. that. I heard that. I heard that, bro. And you know what? And and, and you said something for a minute ago. You're like a nuclear family. And that sounds like the Black Lives Matter bullshit, but they don't want a nuclear family. Here we go. We have a panel of sisters, a panel of sisters that's saying, you know, we complain a lot about, you know, brothers complain about women and, you know, and the, how women are acting, all this feminism and all this Black Lives Matter and all this movement that's going on. And now you have a panel of women who probably, some, a lot of them, was, some of them was married. I think about one of them, I think, wasn't married or something like that or had been married. But um, a panel of women, though, they're saying they're looking for the black man to stand up and be the leaders that they once were. Not just saying to take charge. Y'all know what we talk about leaders. Y'all know we, you know what we're talking about. We ain't talking about no like no pimp or nothing. We know what we're talking about. Like we've seen our grandmom and, and, I mean, grandmother and granddad, them, and probably some of our fathers, how they were in the household, we was fortunate enough to see that. We know what we're talking about. Sure. We know what we're talking about. So we come up with all this new shit and trying to change what we're talking, change the the definition of what we're talking about. Like we ignorant, don't we know what we hell we talking about? Trying to give credit to damn a European because how black folks been functioning. We listen. Look how we were functioning. Like that. that's why I said again. Look how we were functioning even during slavery. Still was the man, black man. When he had white folk beating the hell out of him trying to break up the family, they still, he was stealing. He knew, they knew their positions. And that's what he's using trying to say, well, she cooks, she do that. That's, that ain't got a damn thing to do with who's going to be the, um, the, 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 the one who sits basically like a king. That's what you say, we got the king, king, and, and, and your kingdom, your house is your kingdom. And even with that, you you have the queen, where they say the queen, and even those terms, I guess he's going to say that, that's European, too, because we use in English. I guess we can't even use fucking English. That's European. All of that even... stuff is black. We the original kings yeah. and the original queens. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Is, I'm just the way it is. Yeah, you, I don't know. Everything you're... is ours. All of that, that stuff is ours. The language, European. everything, Aria. Yeah, I knew it. 
But see, you see what I'm saying? We give we give away our stuff a lot of times, bro. I never, when I got married, I didn't think of nothing about what. I, I don't know if this is a European thing, you know. I, I, it's crazy how we live. But you know, Europeans were black people before there were any white Europeans. There were all black. You and that was for centuries and centuries, for a thousand years and more. There were all black people in Europe, all yeah. the way up to 1750, and then that's yeah. when it all got uh, yes, done away with. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I know where I was going. Yeah, like I said, with black women, you know, we have a panel of black women, and they're asking for black men to step up and take their rightful place where they're supposed to be. And then now we have brothers. Like, that's why I say on that. If you listen to this show, brother, just please check it out. When you get a chance, when you get a chance, and look how some of them checked that brother on that, that did call in with that bull crap and told him, man, quit making damn excuses. That's what it sounds like. So, again, it's like when women now want to come out and say, bro, bro, look, we looking for y'all black men. Please come up, wake up, and take your rightful place and be where you're supposed to be. Then now we want to talk, about, well, that's the white man way of shit. That's easy. Come on, stop that shit. And now we wonder why you we know, have dysfunctional families. Go ahead, brother. I wanted to ask you when, yes, in the video about what hour is it where the man comes in so I can know where to you know, start mm-hmm. listening. It wasn't, uh-oh, it wasn't too, it was kind of early in there. Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe 15 minutes. I'll check it out when we, by the time I'll let you know when we get off. Because it was kind of early. Okay. I know the students came in and they opened up and things of this nature. And I, I'm I'm, I'm going to look it up and see exactly when, get the time frame. It wasn't too long. I, I, I may say maybe, I'll look it up. And I'll send it I see you. it was over three hours long. I said, okay. Oh, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that long. Oh, no. It, it got, it kind of got, you know, interested about that. No, it wasn't that long. Hell, no, it wasn't no three hours. I, I don't even think it was. It wasn't even a uh, thirty minutes. I don't think. But like I said, I'm gonna check, make sure, because it wasn't that long when he got in there. But you first, when you first start hearing it, you start hearing the sisters though, and you know, you got to basically hear what they said because they started it all. And then he came in after all the sisters were like, yeah, yeah, you know, and they laid out some criteria and yeah, man, you know. Oh, brother, I tell y'all, man, I, and see, <laughs> this is like old culture freedom. When we first started, we used to be with all of that stuff because, you know, like I told you, I've been, I was all into the black power, I, and I was with that gung-ho. I would have been the white man, the devil. I've been down that road, y'all. I've been there and all of that stuff. But when I look at really, man, how far have we gotten, and not just that, not just that. Just saying, look at it. We can look at the white man and say he's the enemy and he's the this. But I really started paying attention to us and our people who's in leadership, who has been leading in his in 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 United States, and just people that I've been deal have dealt with personally. I'm like, damn, okay, I'll be hearing this shit about the white man, the devil. He's evil. He's wicked in how he do us. But I'm like, okay, well, damn, why are we why are we doing this to each other? But nobody never say anything about that. So, you know, I was like, man, you know, and then I've seen the part of these black power com- uh, organizations, excuse me, and how they bang on each other harder than they and beat the hell out of each other. Now, they talk about the white man and they walk, march around with damn guns and all this like they ready to go to war and all of them not like they ready to go to war with the white man. because That's what they always talk about. But they be beating each other's ass. I mean, physically beating each other's ass. I ain't touched the hair, that what they said, a chin 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 on now one of the clans, the skinheads, not yet. I'm not advocating right. violence. 
Department of Justice. <laughs> but I'm just saying. So we hit this game that we play, and people keep, like I said, and they keep us focused in certain areas. And this is why a lot of people have not reached the, the pinnacle that they should, because how people got their mind and functioning in certain areas. Since I'm, I got away from that, and I don't get take nothing from no white folk, and you know what I'm saying, I kid white, white folk don't sponsor this. I ain't hooked up with no goddamn white Jews or nobody. I just do what I have to do to take care. And I'm telling you, man, like the, the, and the windows of opportunities and everything have been open because I don't, I don't focus on that. I don't, I don't go to, I don't go to bed thinking about what white folks is doing. I don't, goddamn it, dream about what white folks are doing. I damn sure don't wake up what, dreaming about what they're doing or what they're trying to do to us and how they might hold it. I don't give what. I don't think about that shit. My life has been better now. When I hear it a lot. I hear I, I used to listen to classes, brother. Always talk about the white man and we in slavery. Now I hear a lot of that shit. I'm t- y'all, that shit depressed me. I said it was on the tabernacle classes. I had to quit listening to that, all that stuff because I started feeling myself getting real depressed. I'm telling y'all, man. I started feeling myself getting real depressed because I'm hearing this. Because like I said again, I'm hearing one thing in in my ear. But my vision and, and my interaction is seeing and and, 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 and seeing and, and seeing something totally different. So it's other things just has came a conflict. So when I keep hearing that, we in slavery, we in slavery, we in chain, we in bondage. We that bro, that shit will that shit would drive you crazy. That shit will drive you crazy. And I've been in part of this like, what, damn near 20, 25, damn near 30 years. And you're constantly hearing this day in, day out, day in, day out. It will run you up the goddamn wall. Now, if I was using drugs and smoking alcohol or something, it probably wouldn't even fade me. Like some people so goddamn high, they be so high. Some of these black power people and all, they be so high, bro. They don't pay no attention. But I don't, I'm not under the influence of nothing but knowledge and information. That's it. I'm just high on knowledge and information. So, that shit started depressing me, man. I ain't gonna lie. I, even though I try to turn on the class and go back sometime, like, let me just check out what they're saying. You know, just to, and when I start hearing that, I gotta turn it off, man. You know, it's like being apart, being around, you know how they said, like being around some so negativity so much, you will start getting drained. You, you, you yeah. feel your energy yeah. being drained. That's how that stuff started doing to me, brother. I had, I gotta get, I had to get away from it, brother. I'm telling you. And opportunities and things, man, the money and wealth came to me. It started coming. And it ain't because I connected with no goddamn white folk, like I said, no Jews. I just don't focus on, I focus on taking care of my family, provide for my, my wife, my son. And I don't even teach, like, like even my son, I'm here to let you go, we got nine minutes, I'm let you go flow. I don't even teach my son, never taught my son, you the head of the household, you the man of the house. Like I said, don't nobody go around saying that. We try to tell, I tell my son, provide for your family. You know what, you you know, I just try to tell him how to be a man to take care of his family. No matter what, like I said, no matter what, if you and your wife, you know, or whatever, um, y'all have issues and y'all no longer, even together, man, always be there to take care of your daughter. That's what I try to instill in him and, and talk to him on things that not that you the man in the household, man, don't let that goddamn woman try to run you. No, no, no ignorant stuff like that. I try to teach him how to be a man, right. provide for his family. <laughs> but, but go ahead. 
Justin? Uh, you know, <laughs> there's a lot we could have said tonight. Yeah. I wanted to talk about some other things uh, about the crime and stuff that was going on in our city here. Yeah. I noticed where these so children, yeah, these children, they committed this, this, this terrible act that they were all downtown and this lady was walking near the corner of 15th and Market and these teens saw her and tapped her on the shoulder or something and then pushed her down and then started kicking her and everything like this. And then they were photographed door, like right before that happened or right after that happened, they were like photographed. It was like eight of them. And it was like four girls and four boys. And they said they were all about 15 years old. And they beat the girl, they beat the lady up and kicked her in the face and stuff. And, um, they had their pictures on the news and they said, well, several of the parents have came forward and turned their children in. And I said, well, that's really, really good because those parents are really taking responsibility for their children so that they know that they did something real terrible that they shouldn't have done and that they are going to be held accountable for what happened, you know, to the lady and for what they did. So I'm glad that those parents came forward and turned their children in. And this is the first time that I've seen parents turn in their children that did something stupid, like on the train where these girls were on the train and they were assaulting these Asian ladies on the train that were just sitting there, you know, talking to each other with like three girls, three young Asian uh, ladies. And they were all had, they all had on masks and everything. And the black girls was just giving them all kind of hell, calling them all kind of names and then threatening to fight them and then push them and then hit them and then hit them again and started rumbling them for no reason. And their parents found out that they were the ones, they saw their daughter, and then they turned their daughter in. And the daughter was 14 years old. So go back to my crime bill. Like, I didn't add, uh, you know, the kind of crimes for uh, juvenile crimes that children would commit that aren't uh, gun-related. But, you know, there's some things that need to be done with these children that are doing things that don't involve guns that are just just stupid acts that, you know, shouldn't be, shouldn't be done. And it's, a, it's too much of that. They killed a man last year, an older gentleman, these teens, 14 years old, a couple of them was 14 and 12 and 13 and 15. And they threw a cone and hit him in the head and then kept hitting him in the head with the, with the street cone, you know, the cone that they put in the street, you know, the orange cone. So they hit him over the head with that. The older man died. He was 78 years old. He had came out and was coming from his house or somewhere, and he came around the corner and noticed these children out at 2.30 in the morning. And he questioned them, why are you guys out here? What are you children doing outside so late? They said some nasty stuff to him, mind his own business, and then they went on to assault him and hit him in the head with the cone, 
and knocked him down and caused him to die. So, yeah, those children were charged with uh, those acts of, uh, you know, they were caught and they, you know, they're all being punished. It was a, it was a girl mm-hmm. and a boy and another little boy and another, it was like three boys and at least one girl. The girl was 14 and she had the cone and hit him in the head with the cone too. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying we need we need to do something about these children. Yeah, yeah we gotta we gotta reach their mind. Like I said, that's why I brought up the whole thing about Ja Morant uh, again, and you know the influence and uh, I, I'm gonna say influence and um, maybe things he's seeing and and things he had to somebody got to grab grab that young brother, you know, and and show him better. And that's what a lot of these young children and uh, what's going on. Uh, and then problems that how they things that probably been happening in their life they're acting out. Um, it, it, like I said, it's so much to the, the the stories and things that we have to just try to get those children to find out why they're acting in such a manner. Um, it can be different things, you know. Um, but you know, you're touching the nerve right now. I didn't mean to cut you off though, but not <laughs> touching the nerve. <laughs> Yeah, because all the way back when I was a teen, it was the same thing going on. It was all of us doing stupid stuff in public, trying to gain attention from one another. We weren't, you know, like uh, really talking about our school or our classes after we got out of school, we just got out of school and just started carrying on and acting crazy. So a lot of us, I noticed back in the day, all the way up to now, still have that ignorance and, and there's a whole lot of ignorant mentality that you're saying we need to talk to them about. We need to change in our culture this ignorant mentality that makes us want attention so much makes us want to, you know, want to stand out and get the attention. And it's nothing wrong with getting attention, but you need to get attention for the right reasons and for good reasons. That's right. And with a lot of our people, we want to get attention for any kind of reason that gets you attention, whether it's good or bad, and that's the problem. So yeah. that's what hit me, you know, such a nerve. But I see it today where all it is is a lot of children that, are deprived of attention and they want to look so good or they want to dress so, you know, so cool and they're trying to get this attention and they want to get this swag and all this, you know, have this kind of brag, bragging rights or how, how cool they are or whatever. Even the girls, how they got these fake eyelashes on and all of them looking all, you know, like, I don't want to say, <laughs> But it's what the the transvestite dudes be putting on those long yeah. eyelashes that you know that's not a good look for young ladies to really have when they don't need that. Young ladies' eyes don't really need to look like that, not unless it's a certain occasion that you might put on some lashes like that. But you see too much of it, and I see some of them. Okay, okay. Uh, but we can. But okay, now, uh, now we're going overtime a little bit, so we got like. Uh, 60 seconds. We're going to go in overtime, so y'all probably can't call in. Right, and catch okay. it. Um, but y'all can go ahead and catch in the archive. We're going to like we're going to go over just a little bit.
All right. Go ahead, brother. All right. Yeah. All right. And um, so what I'm saying is about the culture and how, you know, we didn't have all of this technology coming up, but they have it now. So a lot of it, a lot of the wars and things are coming from these uh, social media sites and stuff. And so they'll read each other's sites and read what somebody said, and they might have said something about somebody else, which causes a whole thing, a whole fight or a whole shooting and everything. And um, people these days are very sensitive about what somebody might say versus what they might do. We were more about what somebody might do to me, not what they might say about me. But these days, these children today are so sensitive towards somebody who say something about them that's not cool that they want to hurt them because it seems like they were embarrassed that somebody said something about them on Instagram or on Facebook or one of them things like that. And so a lot of children, a lot of fights, and a lot of people have died because of people posting certain things on Facebook and in these sites, uh, Instagram and that saying certain things and it leads to another and the next thing you know these kids are shooting each other and killing each other a little 14 year old young handsome little kid just got shot right around my neighborhood here last week uh coming home from school he's 14 years old he was shot two times and he's just 14 i mean he was targeted and it wasn't no fight, nothing ensued. Somebody drove up, and, and, and I, I mean, it, somebody's got to be old enough to drive, right? 16 or 17, at least old enough to get a license or to have a friend, or he's old enough to shoot and do all this stuff. It's like it's just out. It's it's unbelievable what's going on. This 14-year-old kid is no longer alive. He was a young, he was like he would have been a great young man if he been able to reach manhood. He he didn't look like he was going to be a soft kid or anything, the way he just image-wise and whatnot. You know, I always talk about our image, but it just, it's just as unfortunate. Like, it seemed like the it's, it's just people who don't deserve this is happening to so much. They don't. There's no way they could deserve this if you're so young and these kids are killing each other. They're 14 and 15 years old, and they're killing each other. Killing each other. They're 15. I, I'm 15 years old. I'm not even thinking about a gun when I was 15. I'm thinking about football. I'm 15. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to be playing football. I'm going to work. I'm going to work out. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm 15. I'm going to the movies. I'm doing something that kids should be doing when they're 15. I'm not thinking about a gun at all. I'm trying to call this girl up and see if we get together. You know, I mean, something simple That's that right. don't involve a gun or the mindset that I need to have a gun. Why is this mindset in these children that they need to be strapped and packing and shooting and killing each other already and they ain't even 15 yet? Man, what they seeing. This is unbelievable to me, huh? Yep, the influence of what they're seeing. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be. What else could it be? And bro, I don't mean no harm, but but like you, you you threw out something, and you were saying you said you said social media and you said influence. 
Now, you know, some people, they call, uh, you be seeing this thing, they say, I'm an influencer. They be on social media. They call themselves an influencer. So you think about some of that now. That's why we keep saying this. They under the influence of somebody, and they do have, and that's what I'm saying, they have people now calling themselves influencers. They influence a lot of these people to, you know, to do, you know, a lot of of misbehaving. They're under the influence of a lot of things. It's like alcohol. Under the influence of alcohol, under the influence of so and so. Influence could be good or bad. It don't have to be good. It can be terrible. It can be all. It can be the best. Influence is influence. I mean, you, you. It depends on which way you're going with that. That's it. You can influence me in a positive way. You can yeah. influence me in a negative way. So yeah, yeah. if you yeah. say I'm an influencer. Uh, that's questionable, yeah, like, right? It depends on what, like you said, what what are they influencing the person to do? You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it like it could go several ways, and but yeah, that they like can say that goes several ways. And and let us say for the record, family, you know about cultural freedom. What we what we try to do, you know, we're trying, and that's why we say we don't focus no like really like we used to in trying to get into all this white, black, turquoise, yellow, and green, and who's that, you know, who's trying to harm us. And we, a lot of us, we know this. We we already know this, y'all. Oh, damn, how long we got to keep talking? What we are trying to do is, like, we talk about, like, what's happening in our community so we can um, clean, our, clean, clean our community up, clean the minds up, first of all. That's what's going to happen, see, because we the action is going to come later, but what a person is thinking and how they're thinking, we're trying to do that, trying to clean that mind up. But we, we're more focused on, as we say, black excellent. We don't, we're not giving a damn trying to focus on, we know this stuff is this, like racism and all of this stuff. Oh, as they say, uh, discrimination, we know all that is this, but we're, we it, it, there's plenty of shows y'all can go and listen to and, t- and talk about that shit. We, I've, I've done it for years. I'm I'm, I, I, I'm not focused on that shit no more. I'm gone from that. I've done it. Y'all go in the archives and listen to that shit you want to hear. I'm more now of, of, of trying to get our people to think more about, like I said, black excellence. Because we can achieve, We uh, people are achieving a lot and doing a lot. And that's what I'm trying to get us to focus on. First of all, cleaning our minds up, getting our minds straight. And just think about how excellent of a people that we are. Get us back to thinking about that. I ain't damn all that other shit, man. You know, like I said, y'all want to listen to that? They got, I don't mean no harm, but they got the Panther radio. They got Black Panthers all on here that y'all go listen to. That's their arena. I'm not in there no more. We're just trying to, like, build the minds up, man. How people know, brothers and sisters. You you could be a great people. You can have great things. Nobody can't, nobody's saying that you can't achieve nothing, you can't have nothing. Don't let nobody feed y'all that lie, man. Don't let nobody feed you that lie. Shit, you know, hey, I was, like I said, I only have to let, let, let them tell it, because me, I only have, goddamn it, according to them, a seventh grade education. That ain't stopped me from achieving a damn thing. That ain't stopped me from achieving nothing. You know what I'm saying? I, hey, man, because I'm That's going right. out here, like I said, so we're just trying to let you know, man. Don't let don't let these people in, influence you the wrong way, and that's what all we trying to do, brothers and sisters. Tell you, man, don't quit falling for this shit, man. Ain't nobody you you can do what you want. Damn racism, you know what I'm saying? That's it. It's only gonna affect you if you allow it to, and that's what brother Justin and I we trying to say, man. Look, 
get get let's let's do it. Let's get ourselves together. We talk about our ancestors and what they did. Shit, now we here now. Let's make our ancestors proud. That's it. And we make our ancestors proud. And like I said, and they fought. They fought hard, and they a lot of people. They like the people said they died for us. We don't want their death to be in vain, do we? We don't want their death to be in vain. Uh-huh. Like, damn, that's what I died for. <laughs> that's what I fought for. Mm-hmm. Like, not to keep uh-huh. damn, That's what I fought for. I should have just kept my mouth closed. I still been alive the right day to this day, Malcolm. I still would have been alive. Damn. Yeah. But anyway, yes, sir. Go ahead, Jesse. What you got? Think what end is out with? Or oh, yeah, unless you got something else you want to keep Go ahead, brother. Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, I'll just talk back on Jay Morant real quick. Yes, sir. That, and do you have any functions going on? Y'all got any functions, anything going on in Philly? You can throw that out too, brother. Well, okay, I don't think uh, we got too much going on. Not right now. No, nothing that I can think of too much. Um, So I'll just touch back on Jay Morant real quick, what I think. Uh, for his case, if they bring him back in six games and everything, and they feel that's enough suspension for him, and he thinks that he got his act together and he understands what it's going to take for him to, uh, you know, try to be the face of the NBA and be a good role model, then I'm, I'm wishing the best for him. And so I'm not going to say anything else too much more about him. Like, I'm just going to let it play out because ain't nothing else we can really do or say. Um, if he don't get it by now, and if he get caught with a gun or do something illegal, it's going to cost him a whole lot. So I, it's, it's too much to lose for him to be a fool. So he better play it cool. <laughs> and like you said, bro, that's all you're trying to say. Y'all. You just got to get it right, man. You know, don't let nobody influence you, man. Hey, bro, you got too much to lose. A lot of people, man, we wishing we had, you know, <laughs> we was in your shoes. Because, like, the damn money he making, brother, I, I I can see me doing a lot for the community to try to help the community with that money he's making. And uh, Yes, sir. So, but, and then to have that opportunity and just throw it away, you know, and just mess it off, I say, man. Nah, it ain't it ain't worth that job. You know, come on, bro. And just think about your little daughter. First of all, like just think about his little daughter. Because we talk about father, man. He got, he got a little daughter, man. You know, you got to think about that. And 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 but you don't. Want her. You know what? See, you know, it was like when we was coming up. It was certain rappers. Like my favorite rapper was KRS One, and he would always let you know that he wasn't about the material item. He didn't care about a gold rope and chains and all this stuff. He was about the knowledge. And he said knowledge is supreme. And, you know, he was all about teaching and and learning everything. So he didn't put material items in front of everything. Even though he was making a whole lot of money and stuff, he would still wear a pair of plain jeans, a pair of, you know, a regular shirt, regular hat or maybe a designer hat or something, but nothing too flashy. Still have a whole lot of money. You don't got to be flashing and buying all these chains and ropes, you know, all this stuff, flashing big rims and all this stuff. You don't need all this stuff. Save your money. You need one car, maybe two. 
you, you know, you need a nice watch, well, then buy a nice watch. But don't spend a million dollars for it. Don't spend $50,000 for it. A watch is only going to tell time. You don't got to spend that much money for a watch. Just don't be a fool. There's too many people being a fool with money. They just, oh, I got all this money. I can just spend it like um, Floyd Mayweather, buying stuff foolishly, you know, all this stupid spending and all this here, material items and worshiping, you know, materials. So that's the problem, people putting all this material in front of what's real. You see what I'm saying? With the essentials in life and what you really need. And that's just the basics, the fundamentals and stuff. You know what I mean? So that's what people should just try to teach people. Don't worry about all this uh, flashing and all this stuff because there's a lot of people that they see you want to be flashing your gold and all that. They want to rob you. you setting yourself up for them to rob you. you showing and flashing the gun. you showing them gangsters out there that they think that you in the game and now you 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 playing the game now. So you're going to be one of their victims because you you showing you in the game. You, you know, you holding up a gun and a gang sign or whatever you're doing, then you 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 putting yourself out there to be a big target, you know. So I hope that he don't be a target and something happened to him being in Memphis and everything with them fools that's down there that want to act crazy. And when they see somebody, oh, you know how them rappers are, they mindset, how them young Dolph ones, young Dolph people, they listen to him and think like him. And they say, oh, okay, he want to say this, and they take it the wrong way, or they take it how he said it, and then they go do something to him. You see what I'm saying? So thinking like that and come away from that idea and that mindset and uh, and, and get on something that's real simple. And that's just about being kind and showing love to the people, you know, and that's all you need to do. Don't be all flashing. I wouldn't even do all that stuff. And it don't look too cool either, really. You look like you're trying to be too cool when you're doing all that. And that's just, that's not even really cool. <laughs> yeah, and people try to say, well, he's, young. he's a young man, he's just young. And I think we give too much about that young shit now. And uh, and I'm going to tell you something, I got to tell you this, I go this way then, I'm going to get ready to get here. Now, I'm going to tell you, Joe, I've been using your crime bill, Justin. <laughs> you know, I always keep messing with you, your crime bill. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, but I've been using your crime bill uh, as I've been discussing stuff with people. And I'll say, well, yeah, you know, these yeah. young brothers better get it right, man, because I'm going to tell you, I said, I got a partner, man. We do a show together, bro. I said, hey, hey. He said he gonna he trying to talk to these politicians and stuff, and he trying to get he wants this bill to be passed. Hey, if they ten years old or whatnot, hey, he said he wants they tail locked up for life. I said, hey, so what we're trying to do, I'm trying to do is save them because if he have his way, he, he gonna have their ass locked up. I said, so <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, man, we better talk to him now and save him. I said, y'all better tell him. I got a partner. He he got a bill. He I just want to know. I want to know how come is we the only ones that's out here doing this? Why are is only our children the only ones? You don't see a group of any other kind of people anywhere doing this, carjacking each other, you know, uh, shooting, killing each other, shooting at each other, robbing, robbing stores and shooting and killing the people in the store. We, you don't see anybody else doing this. So this you is know what you- my problem is. You know you're if, wrong, if, Jeff. If we, I don't see it. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm, I'm doing what some people say. You're wrong, bro. 
White folk doing it too. They just don't put it in the news. Okay, I don't see it. I want to see it. So you got yeah. I, I see the evidence. I'll be seeing evidence of what I'm going to buy every day. It's some horrific stuff that's like a movie. It's like a movie. These stupid fools got on all these ninjas' clothes. These ninjas is acting crazy. <laughs> you see, they got on ninja gear. Everybody got black on. They masks and hoods and, 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 and a hat. A black scully and all this stuff and black no, jeans yeah. all this like ninjas but no but that's what they, they all say, look they all shape the same look like crack babies everybody got the same shape and look i'm just saying but that's what i be hearing brother when you bring this up what you were saying that's what i a lot of times i hear that no man man no that ain't true bro white folk they doing the same thing man too bro they just don't put it you just don't see it in the news like that but, like, bro, I'm in the hood, as they call the hood. I'm living in the goddamn hood. What the fuck are y'all talking about? I don't need the news to tell me what's going on. I I, and I live in... I really don't. I, I, I can see other stuff. The news with. don't even show. Yeah, you got people you work with that live in the black community. They come to work, and we all be talking about the same thing. We on different parts of the, we in different parts of the city. So some people live where white folk live at. And hell, that shit don't happen. I get a chance to travel. That's one thing about doing sanitation. I get a chance to travel all out in the city. I get a chance to travel all in, you know, the country areas of, of, you know, parts of Tennessee or Memphis area. And you can see the difference in the, how the community is. And you can see the things that happen. So I don't, ain't nobody got to lie and tell me. I, number one, I, I'm not trying to use this as no, no bragging right, because it's, it's it, it ain't. I've been in the jail houses. I've seen the people that come in. So y'all mean to, they mean to tell me when they rounding up, going out, people doing crimes, white folks, they just deliberately bringing the black folks to jail. They just giving white folks, I guess, citations and letting them go. I guess that's what they're trying to tell. Because I see some Mexicans. You'll see some white boys in there every now and then. They be in there for murder and other rape and all that kind of stuff. But not to the magnitude of the number that we see us. So I... So not to say that they don't do any crime. Yeah, hell, they do. They in the prisons. They in the prisons, but we got to look at a lot of stuff we're doing because we're trying to, because like a lot of stuff, we got gang violence. You got all this other bull crap that goes on, man. So, yeah, so that people got to stop that. got to worry about where I live at. I, if something happening where white people live yeah. and they in the jail, well, they committing crimes in the whites where they live, I'm sure they are. And, yeah. Uh, who I'm, you know, I'm glad they in jail. Everybody who did something and it was bad, they should be in jail. That's my opinion. And I'm worried about. Okay, and I got we'll to make sure, brother. We got. I got. I got to look this up because I got to tell you about. I'm gonna send you this about this thing, this bond thing they do, and I got to send it to you, bro. Because um, hell, I keep forgetting to talk about it early. Um, what they're doing here in this city. I kind of said it, mentioned one time briefly, how they are letting a lot of these people like. She one dude, they him and his part charge partner, they went out and shot up a, a place, shot about five people. And I think they charged him with like attempted murder or something to that degree. They gave them like they bonds. This is a new thing they doing here in Memphis. They gave them they bond, um, like two twenty what was it, twenty five thousand dollars. They had to pay two thousand to get out. Now on five attempted murder. Oh, That's what they doing, bro. Somebody else just did some other day. They 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 trying to say this is some of these crazy ass people. There's a part that came this 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 new prosecutor who spinned off from this Black Lives Matter stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
But I'm, I'm going to have it like, well, I'm going to find an article and I'm going to send it to you and what they're doing, man. I got to look it up again, but it's this Dubon thing they're doing. And they're, they're I heard something about it. I know. Design. I know. Man, they don't give a damn. They can shoot up a whole damn club full of people. They'll get him the low bond to my, well, he ain't got enough money to get out. And they get out and do the same thing. I mean, just it's going to, like, it's a setup. That's what I'm trying to tell brothers, um, some brothers at work. Man, they are setting our communities up for failure. They know what they're doing. Yeah, and I got to really tell you about the city council just did the other day as well. They're trying to do some stuff. We'll do it on the next show in the name of Tyree Nichols and uh, what these city mm-hmm. council members, uh, what they just did here in this city, which, you know, I don't know, bro. But yeah, we'll get into that next uh, on the next one. But I appreciate y'all, family. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate your brother, Justice. Again, y'all, just think about this. We're going to play this on the line before we leave out of here. <laughs> Culture freedom, we're about focusing on us getting our minds right, conditioning ourselves to start thinking better so we can start acting better as a people. And most definitely, we're trying to do what? Start doing what, y'all? Think about our so-called, as they say, black excellence. I'm thinking about that black enterprise, you know, that uh, that web, that, that the magazine, Black Enterprise, uh-huh. or black uh-huh. com. And that's what we need to focus on. We know there's a lot of bad. We focus sometimes on so much negativity that we never, and, and, and we, we focus so much on negativity here, you wonder why shit don't come your way and why you're not achieving stuff and why you're not progressing. But you sometimes you have to change, like they said, change the polarity and start focusing. And so people talk about stay away from negativity and I mean start focusing on the positive. So well, we got to start doing that. You know, we got to start focus balls on that. We know what everything else is happening, but that doesn't mean you got to every every day of your life you got to keep focusing on what somebody else is doing to you. You know, we understand that what they're doing, the traps. But shit, you ain't gonna get nowhere. To keep focus. Damn them. Don't let that stop you. That's all we'll be saying, because our ancestors, we look at again, we look at Tulsa, we look at Rosewood, we look at all of those great communities that black people had when slavery and discrimination, Jim Crow, was, was, was in full effect. But look what they achieved. Look what they achieved. They didn't let that stop them. They did not let that stop them, not one bit. So that's what we're saying, brothers and sisters. You ain't just got to lay down and die hell because, you know, well, man, we the white folk. Damn them. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. But those people in Tulsa were so smart. They were the most highest educated people uh, in the country, actually, at that time. Hmm. The, the black schools and everything had black excellence. Black teachers, they were great. And the uh, the whites that were around they were jealous of the black people and how they were living a upper middle class lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like everybody dressed nice, everybody talked to each other nicely and everybody was had different types of employment and the whole town worked within it, it, itself as a well oiled machine. So the people were very jealous that they didn't need to do too much outside, you know, interaction with people that they were able to run their town without any outside really interruptions until people did come and interrupt and interfere and burn the town down. Uh, so, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, we talk about critical race theory. We're going to get into that. But I ain't got to read that damn book because I know the book 
but it was I hadn't read it, but it's a book about critical race theory. I know what it's trying to indoctrinate you into because hell, we heard his goddamn conversation and we know hell. He said, I guess he read the book. You know, critical race we, theory starts at sixteen nineteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that but is that, just throw it out. A little that bit. is that. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Yeah. That's nothing. That's like you you're like still. You're missing a whole lot if you're just starting right there with history or American history because it was going on before 1619 in this country. This country had already had a whole government in place and had been established for hundreds of years. So for them to want to begin to teach about history at 1619, that is going to miss out a couple of hundred years that are very important that led up to 1619 that you're going to leave out because you can't begin history at 1619. You see what I'm saying? You can't begin it really at 1776. Mm -hmm. This is where American independence was, was founded and began in America, uh, July 4th, 1776. This is, you know, the signing of the Declaration of Independence from uh, England and whatnot. And so this is where America would like to begin its history. This is where the American colony that was a colony that, you know, became independent, wanted to start to say, okay, everything from this point on, we will acknowledge anything that happened prior to 1776 we can talk about, but it's not important as when our country was founded in seven. This is the, you know, notion of the country or the history or the historians, or, you know, the, the, just the way that, you know, it, it's been, been written out. So for someone to say, okay, let's not start in seven. Let's not talk about, uh, 1619, let's just start at 1776, or let's not talk about 1776, let's start at 1619. Well, if you start at 1619, you starting with the arrival of 20-odd Negroes in, at Jamestown, Virginia. 20-odd Negroes that you're saying came from Africa, but they didn't because they were jacked off. They were hijacked from a Spanish ship that was sailing from Spain, from some English hijackers. So, you, you know, it's it's a misnomer to even start to say the first American, the first Africans arrived uh, in America in James in Jamestown or Virginia in in uh, 1619. That's a misnomer because that ship didn't come from Africa. So you're saying those were the first Africans brought here, but they weren't, they didn't, that ship didn't come. No, that ship wasn't even coming from Africa. So, so all of the history is twisted anyway. So you know what I'm saying? That, that ship was Jack. These guys on the ship had names. All of them. It was 20 of them. One name was John Kayser. Other name was Antonio uh, uh, Johnson. Okay, they were from Spain or Portugal, were in that area. 
they were indentured servants on that on that uh, ship, and they were stolen off the ship to become indentured servants in the American colony in Jamestown, Virginia. So you can't say no Africans ever came here from Africa on a ship because there's no record to prove that a, 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 a ship came from Africa directly to America. There's no record of that. There's other records of people coming here on ships, but those ships didn't come from Africa. They mostly all came from England, and they were filled with black people. And then the request for white people was to happen in the later 1700s, that they only wanted white people because they were trying to build a white America over here. They were trying to get rid of all their uh, the, uh, original people, Indians and Native people here to make a white country. So they didn't want to request no more blacks to come over here. Meanwhile, there was 300,000 black people that came here in the 1600s and the 1700s, 300,000 from England as indentured servants. They were the first ones to come. Then whites started coming later. See what I'm saying? So all the history is not being told correctly anyway. It's all jacked up and messed up, and people have stolen and swiped identities of people and claimed things that ain't theirs and and, and claimed thrones that weren't wasn't theirs at all and, and stole entire entire names and, and I mean whole family heritages and whole family crests throughout the whole entire world just about that this has happened in the past 200 years uh, not 400 yeah. years not 400 years ain't nobody been no slave for 400 years there was an indentured servitude system set up in this country yeah, and man, that turned into chattel slavery by the time 1800 came along for a period of about 64 years yeah, until it was all done away with, with the Emancipation though. Proclamation. Actually, maybe we die, like to dive into some of the next show. But like I said, again, right fast, even, even if he asked me, have I read the book? Hell, I ain't got, there have been several, several, because I've seen like school boards, videos with school boards, they've been having school board meetings. There were several black people, not just white people, that were standing out saying against teaching uh, critical race theory in the schools. Yeah. It's, a lot it's of all that. It's lies, man. So, yeah, <laughs> they were at school board. Seen plenty of videos. So I ain't had to yeah. just read the damn book and just read all of it. Hell, you could just study it. You got to read the damn book because the book that, that he's trying to teach you about is, is to try to justify it. So what the hell I want to read that book for? <laughs> <laughs> so hell, but yeah, let me get ready to get up out of here. Anything man. happened before sixteen? Anything happened in sixteen nineteen? No, there were no white people involved. Yeah, I don't want damn a damn critical race theory. I got my own. I'm damn just saying, theory. whatever yeah, we did to each other, we were doing to each other, and it was based on religion a lot, and who yeah. you know believed what. So that's yeah. a lot of it. What what it was, and how you were going to be treated. And then other stuff was indigenous stuff that was here, people who was here and their lands was being invaded by people coming from other countries. And they yeah. were 
come and side with one side or the other or side with both sides and put one against the other and then uh, divide, you know, and conquer. That was the measure of people coming from other countries that weren't white in the 1600s and 1700s. All those explorers were black people coming from Spain and France and England and stuff. They were all black people. Yeah. Moors from, from Spain and Portugal, you know, and the Jews, the Jews from England and, and, and the Moors from England and that too. Yeah. Moors from America coming over here. So there's a whole lot going on, but it was a lot to do with what you believed and who, what side you were going to be on. And, uh, you know, if they wanted your land or territory, if you couldn't fight for it, defend it, then someone else would take it from you. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Yeah, I hear my security guard has that bark. Let me see what they're going. They're doing. Let me go. Let me be the lead head of the household and go check out this noise. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Let me get All right. Yes, All right, sir. appreciate the conversation, bro. We're gonna work out something. We're gonna have another. I, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna look at the time stamp up on there and see when that guy came in too, bro. I'm gonna look that up as soon as we get out okay. this phone. I'll get right to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Appreciate you, brother. All Peace right. Peace and love, brother. Ariar. All right, peace, fam. Peace, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in again. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Most definitely. Peace. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.